I like the perspective. Say hi, Holden. Hi, Holden. Welcome back to another episode of the Perspectives Podcast. It's Liddy. Podcast. It's Liddy. Podcast. Podcast. It's Liddy. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of the Perspectives Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Liddy Bro Flacco. This is Holden Stefan Roy. Say hi, Holden. Hi, Holden. We're back with another episode. We are with a legend in the building. We are with a hip hop legend, a dipset member, a Wu Tang contest winner, Ooh. Brooklyn representative, Brooklyn legend, right? Uh, are aren't you? Are what, am I confused? Or are you from Uptown? No, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm you from, from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, it's yeah. just the association with Dipset always made me in my head. Yeah, I'm from, associate I'm, I'm, everybody I'm, with Dipset in Harlem. I'm from I'm I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. That's Brooklyn, where I was born and Brooklyn, raised. Yeah, right. Brownsville. Brooklyn legend. Brownsville. Brownsville. Brownsville yeah, legend. Yeah, and I'm just Brooklyn. To be Brownsville. Specific. Brownsville. Exactly. Yeah. Brownsville legend. <laughs> uh, which is which is a a a, 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 a pattern on this trip, right? Facts. So we we interviewed uh tech uh, uh steel general steel yep. Brownsville rep, you know, and now we're sitting with Aguilar, another Brownsville representative, another Brownsville legend. So Facts. word, give it up for Aguilar. Yeah, I know y'all are clapping at home though. Facts. Yo, Ag, um we do origin stories here. That's what we, you know, we're absolutely gonna, you know, uh uh touch on Got what me. you're doing now, but we really like to start out with like the origin story, which like most people don't really get into that, right? Like I wanna start out with where are you from, where are your parents from? Um, my, 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 well, my background, basically I'm Puerto Rican, um, Filipino, you know, a little bit Filipino, African in there too, Indian, um, you know, that's my background basically overall. Um, I grew up, you know, Brownsville projects, East New York, you know, both places, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, uh. I born, you know, I came up in, and I'm born in 74, 1974. So around that time, um, my mom was a single mother. She had me, um, my father left at three months. So I didn't have a father figure in my life. So I was born in without a father, but either way, like, you know, I would like come outside and my friends, you know, show me love in the projects and Brownsville projects, Blake Avenue to be specific, P34 Blake, um, you know, everybody knew uh, you either had, like, a, a feel for the music, hip-hop was in you. You know, most of my friends, hip-hop was in us when we were young. We didn't really, like, know what it was, but it was just in us. You know, we, 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 we were hip to it. We were hip to, you know, just like this new generation was changing, we were changing along with the generation that was there that was hip-hop. But there was these young guys like myself. Many other guys that were coming up under the Big Daddy Kings and the Rock Kims and studying that. And we were just like, you know, the NWAs too. That's when, you know, gangster rap. I, I came around when the gangster rap era uh, really started flourishing. Flourishing, yeah, yeah. It was like, 
I was becoming a man in that era. Um, 15, 16 years old, listening to NWA, shit like that. So right. my friends were all listening to NWA. And we were all like Brooklyn cats. So you could tell what type of vibe we was on. Right. Like we wasn't listening to De La Soul like that. I mean, even, even though they were one of the most talented dudes. Great, great group. That wasn't, you know, and it was cool to be different. I understand it. I grew up in the area I, I, of the I, Bronx I, where yeah. they wasn't really too popular. Yeah, we, you know, no disrespect no to Daylight. No disrespect to the legends. They, no they, I love their music. Don't get me wrong yeah. either, but at that time, it was a change of the guard, and I think NWA was speaking loud volumes at the time of the community. But either way, we was already NWA before we heard NWA. Right. right. Like, we was already dealing with, you know, police brutality and stuff like that in my neighborhood early on, way early on, before I even could fathom what that was. It was already happening in front of me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I used to see police hop out, beat people up, steal mm -hmm. a drug, stuff like that. It was happening in my neighborhood. Talking about Koch era. Yeah, yeah, like Koch 73rd. We, we, let's talk about the 73rd precinct. You right. know what I mean? Notoriously known. Notorious. For, you know, um, robbing drug dealers and, exactly. you know. Um, Filthiest right. cops in the city. Yeah. Corruption at its finest. At its finest, so, absolutely. You know, we, we lived around that. And I witnessed a lot of that, you know, and I knew, you know, being in, in, in my position and, and person of, uh, of of that area, living in that area, I was soon to become a product of that environment. And, um, you know, Killer Kev from Brownsville will always tell me, yo, man, Angel, you got to do something with your life. Don't wind up like these dudes, you know, and he wound up going to jail for a long time. And, um, you know... It just was a lesson to me. Like, all my friends, you know, one day I would see them and the next day I wouldn't see them because they either go to jail or they die. And that was the thing, like, you know, that pushed me, you know, to do the music more, that pushed me either to play basketball or do music because I was good at both. Word. Right. So let me ask a very New York question. What hospital were you born at? Oh, um, I, was, I, I was born in... um. Kings County Hospital. Kings County. Yeah. Still standing, still there. Right. Um, that's something that I've noticed is like with us New Yorkers, right? Like uh, your hospital is either still there and you see it on a regular basis or like me, I was born I at right Our Lady. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, 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 live, I, I, I live all over Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I live right. all over Brooklyn. So at the end of the day, I lived in LA too. I lived in California for a while. So I mean, both coasts. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you know, best of both worlds. But, you know, it's not meant for you to be born and die in the same place. So nah. many people uh, don't get that. Yes. Right. And yeah. I felt like, you know, being that, you know, I was able to make it out of Brownsville, still come back, still be able to have freedom to do whatever I want in life and have right. a different mindset of, of just being a person from the block. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, nah, absolute facts. I say it all the time, right? Like, we got people in New York City that live and die, not even just in their borough, on their block. Right. And they don't get out. They don't get to experience the world. It's a privilege for those of us that get to leave the block, mm -hmm. right? Those of us that get to venture into Manhattan and have these situations where, like, we end up with opportunities, where we get to leave the borough, leave the city, leave the country, see other places. It's a privilege, and it shows you, expands your mind, 
And sometimes it makes you it makes you appreciate even more because I still live in the Bronx. Right. But I get out the Bronx. I'm blessed enough to be able to get out the Bronx. But I want to come back to it because I love it. Mm. And right. I love my I love the vibe it's of my vibe city. Get, it's a vibe you get. And, right. and and I can't get that vibe anywhere else, but I do need to leave that vibe too for my own sanity. Or else, you know, I could risk going yeah. insane. Not leaving New York, and you need, you need, you you always need. You know, the world is, you know, meant for you to, you know, find, you know, find other things. You know, this, you know, this huge, beautiful planet that we live on. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see enough places like, you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to go back to Japan right now. So, like, right. you know, what I mean, I'm like, trying to yeah. land out there for the first time. I heard it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually got uh, I opened up a label out there uh, to two days ago with two artists that I found. So, you know, I'm looking right. forward you, you to go out there. You opened up a record label in Japan two yeah, days ago. Two days ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two days ago, official. It's official. We getting ready to make it happen. It's already happening right and now. you got two artists already? Yeah, I got what two are, artists. What are their names? One of them is on my album. My new album, his name is Cookie Crunch. Shouts and, to Cookie um, Crunch. And Legendary Nips. Shouts known to as Hibahi from Japan. Shout congratulations, out to Japan. Congratulations to both of y'all, man. So, um, you know, we just got a lot, lot going on. Just, you know, you know, I just try to, you know, everybody gets Americanized about what's going on here, what artists is popping here, the Rick Rosses, the Drakes, you know, the Little Wayne's, all that. Don't disrespect to them, but, you know, um, I feel like in America, we live in a place where we don't, that that they they throw a blockage on other artists that are trying to make it, right? And they don't want to hear these other artists' music on certain channels because they feel threatened. The money makers feel threatened. America is a capitalist society when it comes to music. So at the end of right. the day, I don't base my my music on just America. I gotta base it on the world. You know, what I mean, I gotta base it all over the world. I gotta base it in Paris. I gotta base it in France. I got a basin in Sweden. I got a basin in other other continents because people have ears elsewhere. Elsewhere, right? And you can't, um, you know. I tell artists, don't go where where you're tolerated. Go where you're celebrated at. Right. You know, and right. I think that'll help you, you know, guide your sound and guide who you are as an artist. You know, and that's one thing I feel like. You know, we we live in an environment where we do have a lot of great talent. But, you know, with the streaming services robbing people, just giving back pennies for albums, I feel like that's a smack in the face. Even Snoop, Absolutely. you know, said it. Yeah. Um, and I come from a day where, you know, we didn't have deals. We didn't have record deals, whatever, but we, we, we wound up walking in the offices and learning how to read a contract, learning how to understand the specifics of breaking down publishing and breaking down sales, breaking down merchandising, breaking down ownership and getting investments for your branding while you're doing this business. And, and, right. and that's the thing that we got lost in the culture of business and not protecting the art and the culture. So, you know, it is what it is now. But as you can see, you know, people are trying to fight back the system, by doing this independent thing, selling your music, selling your own merch, shit like that. Yeah. And, and, and being able to, you know, um, make a living. You know what I mean? And, People that are, you know, real, you know, solid fans, not just fickle fans that Facts. listen to your music and then don't buy it. Right. And tell you it's dope. You know what I mean? Right. 
at the end of the day, you know, support the artists. So, you know, real artists know what we're doing here. We, you know, we've been doing this for 30 years. Right. But that's been my whole thing, you know, just being a, a, a dope MC first. And then the beats, you know, that was a huge study, you know, for me to, to, to embrace a beat machine. I couldn't afford one and would have to go to other friends' houses or go to other studios. Sometimes they wouldn't let me get studio time. Sometimes I needed to knock on a door that was closed. So right. overall, um, you know, I, I never gave up. I never had give up in my system. Right, right. You know, a lot of times I got turned down. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, humbly, Allah, you know, saw me through, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, the vision is within you, you yeah. know. And I think, you know, so many people feel like they got to go to others to make this vision look better. And it's really all you, you know. And I, I, I truly highly believe that, you know, with the help of others, you can be greater, but you have to still carry the weight no matter what. Props are given no matter what's given, you know, and that's just how I feel. Like, right. stand on your own. I mean, mm-hmm. I, before I was with these crews, I was already, I was already signed a major artist. I mean, I mean, signed as a, signed as a major artist to Tommy Boy, and then to right. East West Records. After that, I bumped into a lot of dudes along the hallway. You know how I go. Some of the dudes like you, some of the dudes don't. But at the end of the day. You know, I never did nothing to a lot of these people that so-called say they hip-hop, but, you know, I'm not going to say no names, but you know who you are at the end of the day. The aura that I presented when I came in this game was all love. Till so y'all broke the trust. A lot of dudes broke the trust, and I had to cut ties with a lot of these people. Right, and right. they know who they are. At the end of the day, you know, you won't see me around them no more because at the end of the day, I feel like you're taking food off my plate. That's what this is. It's a competitive game. When you try to help others, try to help other artists, but they don't appreciate the link. They don't appreciate the link because they didn't make a certain amount of money. They didn't get a certain amount of opportunities. Then they blame you. Right. And that's why this game has to have some kind of respect for producers, people that's out there actually working hard, not people that's out there being lazy, waiting for the opportunity to come to them. And I'm not one of them dudes sitting on my ass waiting. Mm -hmm. I'm out there going to get it. My new album is out right now on my website. You know, I'm out here hustling. I ain't out here waiting for no handouts. You know what I mean? I ain't asking nobody for nothing. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to deal with somebody that I could automatically do the same for myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have to get a beat from this dude. I don't have to go, you know, get a feature from this dude. I can rhyme myself. I can go write the ball myself. I don't really need, you know what I mean? It's cool to collab with certain cats and all that, but then when the business get fucked up, where's the love? Right. Facts. I feel like we got through like this crazy snapshots of like you had this illustrious career of a bunch of stuff that's happening. I was hoping we could like run it back to when you were as young as possible. Oh yeah, let's do it. So one of the things we like to start off with after the hospital question is to kind of look at your musical journey a bit. Now in a lot of interviews and a lot of the story of the artists you come across, everyone seems to be like, you know, I started rapping when I was 12 or my first, you know, but like as much as you said, hip hop was always a part of you. 
What I was hoping is you could tell us more about what your mom was bumping and what the different people around you were bumping when you were like a super oh. young kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you had no control over the music and it was just the environment. Oh, my aunts. My aunt, um, Olga Molina, and my aunt, Yvette Molina. Um, you know, they were both army vets, army vets. Well, rest in peace of my aunt. She had the whole Motown collection of every Michael Jackson album, every Stevie Wonder album, every uh, every stylistic album, anything that was out of the seventies that was hot. She had it. It was just all like, you know, my I come from a musical family. Don't right. get it fucked up. Like nobody in my family's famous like that on my end, but me. At the end of the day, but they all was grooving and listening to music and slow jams and oldies and, you know, I would hear that at my house a lot, you know. We, they we were just, musical people in yeah. the sense of music was always playing in the home. Yeah, and then I had a godfather named Jose who was famous in Brooklyn on Pickin Avenue for a store called Soul Shack, first record store. Oh, he owned the first yeah, record yeah, store. Yeah, 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 Brownsville, Pickin' Avenue and okay. Rockaway Avenue. That was the first record store ever in Brooklyn. Like, Say word. Yeah, how, yeah. How old One of the first were... records mom and pop, hip-hops that sold hip-hop. I was a baby. I was like five, six. They had that okay. since the 70s. You know up what I mean? Until, up until what age? Um, Recently, about... Fifteen years ago, it closed down. Oh, so yeah. so for a long like, time you had an outlet like of like being able to pick up. Music yeah, I used to see, I used family. to see Big Daddy Kane, Ice T, um, Stetsasonic. I would see all the hip hop artists come through there because back then, word. back then there was no real uh, record label selling hip hop. It was a fad. You know, it was no major deals going down. It was a fad at the end of the day, and people were doing independent releases. And my Godfather was one of the ones that had a record shop that would tell these dudes you can sell your records here and we just break you off where we feel, you know, we, you know, right. where, where we can, you know, shelf space costs and everything, stuff like that. So he would do that for the artists independently. And um, even Rakim shot I Ain't No Joke um, in his record store on Pickin' Avenue That's right crazy. there. Like, if you look at I Ain't No Joke Rakim video, um, Soul Shack is in that video. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's Real yeah, no, that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite Rock Kim songs. So yeah, so as a little kid, I used to see them. I'd be like, one day y'all gonna hear me. You know what I mean? I'm like, just yeah. one day y'all gonna hear me. But I was already winning talent shows and shit with my crew. My yeah. crew, my, me and my crew, my boy that I was DJing for, cause. He was the dope MC in our neighborhood that everybody voted on, like, yo, we gonna run right. with he him. Was, he was the one. And we all got behind him. And that was my boy Top Dollar. Still, I still rock with to this day. Top Dollar. AK, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Top Dollar, AK my boy Steve. So he's still here. You know what I mean? Like, right. we still rock with him to this day. One of the nicest MCs ever. Promise you that. Like, you know, he got a regular job. Put like that. But at the end of the day, Get on that microphone. Still, still bars out. Bar you like you won't believe. And you know what? This, you know, I, I you know, I just feel like his life was never meant to for stardom, but he was meant to be around me. Everybody that rhyme, and don't get me wrong, he he's when you when you hear him rhyme, you're gonna automatically think he's a superstar. It's right. just his life didn't go that way. And, you know, I I, I learned kind of as a young cat, like when we was doing all this music for free, we were just like, 
little kids. And we was winning show, shows, but not getting no money. Mm. And I was like, look, bro, I got to do something. I know, you know, we getting older and all that, but we can't be doing this forever. And um, we wound up just trying to have, uh, you know, neighborhood support, but then that didn't go that far. So we got on the crime shit. We got on the hustle shit. <laughs> You know, and I then know. Um, that didn't end well for all of us either. You know, I wound up um, getting kicked out of my house. My boy wound up going to jail. And, um, you know, I had to start all over. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, damn, here I am 16 trying to do demos again. And then I moved. I, I, I had to, That's you know, me. serve some time in group home shit for like three years. Um, So, you know, I was... Being held against my will to come back to New York City, upstate New York, in Monticello. Oh, okay. And I was around like 16 at the time. And my mom was supposed to get custody of me, but she couldn't because shit wasn't right at my house. And basically, the judge wouldn't let me stay with my mom. So my grandfather had to move out of Brooklyn to get custody of me in Jersey City. And shit didn't work out out there either. I mean, so teenage I, years. Yeah, so you know, I was going through a lot, like just coming, trying to get back to New York City. Right. You know, because New York City is a place where you can make it. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I'm like, I, also, I gotta I'm pretty get, sure all your friends were still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, but fuck friends. I was right. trying to get my get bag right. To the bag, right? Ba friends wasn't doing shit for me at the right, time. Right, right, right. Niggas ain't even write me a letter. Oh, okay, right. Right. Fuck so everybody. You, you at was this coming time. back to the city like fuck them. Yeah. I was, I came back like a like like an animal battling everybody, and this is facts. I came back like I battle you, I battle you, I battle you, I battle everybody and beat them in front of a lot of people, mind you. Right. I made a couple friends along the way because I was starving. I had nothing to eat. I was out there broke, homeless, kind of like. You know what I mean? Like, fucked up. Just came home out the group home. No bread. Right. So I'm out there trying to rhyme for damn near a Grace Papaya meal, my nigga. You know what I mean? Right. Just to get that in the L. You know what I mean? Like, I was rhyming it just to get an L. And then, you know, I, I was like, damn. I seen most deaf one time. I seen most deaf one time, so... I'm like, oh shit, what up, my nigga? He's like, yo, what up? What you doing out here? I'm like, yo, I ain't see you in a while because I know most Destin's kids. Like, I used to bump, like, we used to all see each other in these Brooklyn programs and see, you know, like, I used to bump into Talib, you know, when we was kids and shit, so them niggas ain't forget me. So I told them niggas, I'm like, yo, fam, let's rhyme. So we used to all be rhyming in Washington Square Park. I used to go to Washington Square Park a lot. I think that these are the things that, like, the real fans want to know, right? Like, because it's not usually what we end up talking about. I was talking about that with Steel last night about, like, you know, as New Yorkers, the way that we grow up is we don't talk about nothing. Somebody starts asking you one too many questions, you're like, yo, who the fuck are you, bro? The fucking feds? Like, the boys? Right. You know, like... It's this attitude of like not wanting to. Nah, but nah, like but the it's good. It's we good. Get, it's, it's the good. more it's good. that we document this It's good this because stuff. EFN, DJ EFN from, uh, from uh, Drink, Champs. Drink Champs, yeah, mm -hmm. said something. You know, this generation acts like they don't want to know nothing. And it's right. not, it's, people think it's something wrong to go digging in the crates of the people before you. You know, it's something like with me, 
I felt like this digital age fucked up the love of the album. It did. Right. It totally took away the special vibe you get from pulling out a vinyl. Yo, he's pulling out a vinyl. Pulling out a piece of vinyl and reading the credit like I produced on this album. Right, bro. Right. I produced on his album. Yeah, yeah. That was a great. Yeah, I produced. I produced like a few records on here, but used to be able to see the credits. You see, Adolf. My name was Adolf. They spelled my name Aguilar with an mm-hmm. R. You know, but you know that's me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. still me. Bro. At the end of the day, like that's you know I don't know. I try to get them to spell my name right, but they spelled it with an R. They must have yeah, looked at they, my name. Once they, once they got the typo in, it's Yeah, it's, but yeah, I produced three songs on the album. I, you know, used classic to, album. Used to be able to pull album. out, you know, liner notes and, you know, credits right. and stuff like that. Now, you know, Max. we in the age of like, fuck all that. Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, nobody wants to, you know, feel that special, uh, you know, no more. But either way, it's, you know, it's because of technology. I, I just feel like people are getting lazier and lazier and don't want to do the work themselves. They think that iTunes is going to do the work. They think that right. because you got your music on iTunes, and that's that something, something special now. Like, yeah. like everybody can get their fucking music on iTunes right. or Spotify. Anybody can fucking do it. Right. You're not fucking special no more, dude. Yeah. Like, like, like they, 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 they took away everything special about trying to make the album. But now, as an artist... I have a duty to bring that back to myself because I'm I actually from that era. So, like, novelty-wise, I don't care what's going on now. You still have to be able to make a living out of what you've accomplished and what you built. It's just because, you know, you're not on a major label. You're not on this label. You're not with this artist does not mean that you're not selling. Like, I made, like, three racks in one day. Like, two days ago, just selling my album off online. Just right. Dedicated fans is coming back at me. Yo, I'm buying this. I'm buying. I'm supporting. I'm supporting because they want to, not because I'm force feeding it. Mm-hmm. Because they they actually know the music. Because they actually know it's great. But let's continue. Yeah, I was just like, you just got, like I'm a person that like also just like gets amazed by people's lives, right? Like I come from Montreal with a pretty not exciting background, and maybe my shit picks up in my twenties. You just said. I had to go back to the drawing board at 16 and restart demos. Like, people don't even start making yeah. music until they're yeah. adults. Adult. I, I, like, I didn't do, you, I don't even, demo. I didn't do my like, demo until I was about 19. You grew, you know you grew up in a... Right. In I, a think, I think, like, I think that, time, that time that I was around these guys that were experimenting, like, my friends were, like, not rich. Right. Nobody was rich, but we were finding makeshift ways to record our voice on the cassette. Like, like my demo days, I'll just give you a story out of one of them, all right? One day, I had this tape, made a tape, dope tape. It was circling in the hood. Drug dealers were playing it. You know what I mean? You never heard nothing like it before. He was like, yo, this shit is dope. We need, and then one of the dudes that got wind of it was Big Daddy Kane, homeboy. He was like, I need to take this to Big Daddy Kane, straight up. Um. You know, nothing happened with me and Kane, but years later I wound up producing Kane. And then me and Kane wound up connecting the dots. You know, that's like my brother, and we coming out with an album very soon. So, you know, just to have, you know, certain instances of what 
led me into certain situations, you know, from music that people probably never heard. Because I used to record a lot of songs that was on tapes and CDs, but probably never saw a light of day. I probably put out albums, you know, on uh, mad songs on different heads, mixtapes that you probably have heard, but you know, those mixtapes don't exist online no more because some of them sites are taken down now. Right. And they took a lot of the, you know, they took a lot of the sites yeah, down. There's that, a lot of history that's lost. I, I think even you, even even that piff is down, I heard. But I, yeah. yeah, I think what you just said is really important too, right? Because a lot of people, especially when you're talking the not looking into the history thing, and I would include myself when I got involved back in the day in this category, all you see is what's on the internet at first. So you start looking at people's discographies and you just see the published records on Wikipedia and stuff. But like you don't really learn about the mixtapes and basically the entire undocumented part of like the 90s that happened that everybody living in New York was privy to and a part of. But unless you were, you know, connected to the mixtape guy or you were in the know, this shit doesn't exist beyond the memories of people who were there and part of that culture. So... Like, a lot of people believe that, okay, maybe you just need 12 songs, but really what I found out is most of y'all have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs maybe that you put out on these mixtapes, on these different collections, even before the first songs that anybody, like, ever heard. And it's like what you just said. It only really existed on these tapes, and it never really got transferred to the internet. So hearing you, like, describe this, I think, is really important for educating the people on yeah, most how definitely. much work people used to put in. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like, you know, um, you know, authenticity right now is trying to get erased through a lot of uh a lot of um mis misinformation that a lot of people may think they know because they read it on the internet. And um the internet's not a valuable source of information unless you you know, you're getting proof from people right. that you know that from certain eras that are certified and still tell the history. Or unless you know how to discern facts from I fiction. mean, Wikipedia is not even 100% factual, but it facts. still exists yes. at the end of the day. It's, That's what I'm saying. Like, And then you had, you know, there's information like, you know, data and stuff like that, that are, that's really messing up. Like, if you can control my data on my phone, if I, you know, every day, just, like these companies control your data, your information, your data. If they can control your information they and your data, they control who sees what, line. what kind of information they want you to see and what they want you to hear. It's a fact. So right. at the end of the day, like, you know, like, there's other artists way doper than the artists getting the love now, but they're not getting no love because they're not feeding the machine the dollars. Right, right. There you go. That's a fact. That is a fact. Yeah, we're seeing it actually happen with our... We do a side show where we... Besides talking to guests, that's the show Perspectives. We do a side show called Our Perspectives. Yeah. Where we kind of cover like stuff that's happening in general media. Right. And we see a spike in content that's like relationship shit. Yeah. Geared towards set war of the sexes, right? That stuff will spike because that's what they want to promote right now. That's what's... That's on. That's something that they that they're cool with promoting. Yeah, the people, other stuff they don't promote as much. You know. Yeah, I think they don't have a narrative when it comes to money. Like whatever the money is paying for is what they. You know, right now people are, you know, controlled by these apps. You know, and at the end of the day, like they allow 
with the content, allow what you want to say on Instagram, allow what, you know, it's all algorithm, and they just want to be able to make sure that you know that you're beneath the algorithm. <laughs> you're not, you can't go above the algorithm. I don't, like, I just feel like if you look at Andrew Tate, all these people that, you know, that have been trying to, you know, speak, you know, into, into, into the matrix, don't get, get the, don't get the same reception. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, they don't get a good reception from the Matrix right. at all. No, no. Like Angel T the Tates. Like I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. that, that situation, but it's the same thing with music. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Like we're in a history of cancer culture where if you say one thing bad in America, it's like over. Even if it's creative. Right. You know what I mean? So you got it's like always not, I just feel like I come from an era when it wasn't like that. I come from right. where we had we were free minded to we are free-minded to be whatever you want. We are free-minded. We, 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 you know, if you were fucking, yeah, we called you that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were, you know, we like we straight called you that because that's what that, that that's what that's what you rep. That's what you you show people what you represent. And as a man, you know, they, I feel like they try to emasculate the man, they demasculate. De de excuse me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, make us look softer. You know, a lot of people in hip hop allowed this culture that wasn't filled with all of this garbage, all of this, even gangs, bro. I mean, how how long you gonna go in hip hop killing each other? You know what I mean? How long we gonna go with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't beef in country music and jazz music. I mean, they might have quarrels and might, you know, go at each other and have spats and shit, but. They ain't out here trying to go send a gang. Yeah, they definitely not sending. Nah, they usually just Over no, leave it to the interviews. Definitely not not running a drill on on the ops. I just sure. feel, I just feel like that the music business business period. When you're dealing with business period, you gotta always be clear with people in the game and what you're doing with them, and make sure they stick to the script. Cause there's a lot of people that expect you either to do for them, give you a bag. Or y'all working together to get through a bag. It's either one or the other three. You know what I mean? I've been around all types. I've been around opportunists. I've been around people that want to get up, you know, that's really doing something. That I, let me see. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like, it's, 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 it's all kinds of dreams trying to happen around, you know, this merry-go-round of the industry. And you got to pick the right dreams to rock with, you know, because you may never know. Like, you know, for instance... You know, like when I was younger, let's go back to that. So, like, you know, finding my way when I was in Washington Square Park, I was around all these guys rapping, um, Most Def, Talib Kweli, uh, Redhead Kingpin, Supernatural was there. We was all around each other. You know, we was just like hitting clubs. We used to hit this mad club. I used to be in clubbing everywhere, giant step. Um, um, the Muse, we used to go there. Uh, it was just like at a time in New York where there's a lot of clubs open right. in Midtown Manhattan, and we would just go bouncing clubs, all the clubs. spots. Yeah, I, I, the tunnel. Right. Um, exit. Uh, yeah, exit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, um, SOs. SOs. Yeah, we was doing all cheetahs, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cheetahs, yeah. Uh, we did them all. Everything. All I did them all. I did them all. I, stereo, uh, uh, stereo. Uh, what was uh, uh, Limelight? Wetlands, Limelight. Wetlands, Limelight. Limelight. I did them all. Right. I did them all. 
right? At the end of the day, and there's like, a whole history lost there that people don't even know I about. I performed that all those performances. Uh, That's uh, a fact, though. CBGBs. Things. CBGB, like, yeah, yeah. People are aware. I performed at a lot of New York venues. Incredible, like, places that were open to hip-hop. They were playing a lot of hip-hop at one time when it was a boom in the 90s. The 90s was just... Mid nineties, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, right. mm-hmm. and um, you know, I would bump into a lot of cats back then. Um, my thing was establishing myself amongst the hip hop community, and you know, it, it it was basically you know, a lot of MCs, everybody, you know, would praise these albums and every it was all about praising the best album that came out at whatever year and you know I used to hang around the Source magazine a lot of the time so I, right. I met you Maddie C you were around there and the five mic still mattered yeah yeah I was around that era and I'm a unsigned hype alumni I was in the unsigned which is a, hype which is a major uh, yeah. alumni to be a part yeah, of yeah Eminem is one your, yeah Eminem Royce, and Biggie are your Biggie. are your peers yeah yeah you Eminem know? Biggie your we all unsigned alumni. hype alumni yeah Source Magazine so right even Mob Deep so Maddie Maddie C got wind of me um through my manager at the time and his name is was YZ YZ was a rapper from Jersey that had an office in Brooklyn. So I wound up being like in the same office as the Source magazine. So I would see Matt a lot. He finally heard my music. He's like, yo, this dude dope. What y'all doing with him? He need to be in, you know what I mean? And then labels got wind of me. Um, he put me in the Source magazine. Next thing you know, it was the same cover as Dr. Dre on the cover. Wow. The November 1992 issue of the Source. That's wild. So... I got a lot of attention from mad labels, mad people hollering at me, about 18 labels from Polydor, Warner Brothers, all that looking for me. So I wound up signing to Tommy Boy first. That didn't work out. We signed with them for a year. The reason why the project didn't work out because they kept throwing me producers that I didn't like their sound. And I was a producer of my own beats at the time. I was just rapping and you battling. Were new, you were new and... In the game, let me ask you a question real quick about that situation, right? Because these right. are these are the things that your average person is super curious about, right? Like, was there an advance for that that situation? Yes. So you got an advance, and you signed to them. You were supposed to work on some music. You went to work on music with them. Actually, we had a demo already that they've signed. They signed they, me. They, they signed, signed me off, off the demo. demo. But at the end of the day, they wanted me to do other music with other producers like Prince Paul. Uh-huh. Um, one of them was uh, Farrell Monch. Another one, uh, I forgot, uh, another one Legendary was, um, names. Amazing yeah. names. I, and, and these guys, all, all, all due respect, but I don't know them for creating no other sound outside themselves. And I felt like I was limited when they gave me a bunch of the beats and I just felt like these ain't the beats I need. It's not right. the sound I'm looking for. I'm looking for something else. Right. And all due respect to you had a, You had a vision for yourself. Yeah, and a all plan due for respect yourself. to them, they didn't, they didn't get yeah. it. And I, I, you know, I, they didn't get it. Uh, Prince Paul didn't get it. I went all the way to his crib in Long Island, listened to all them beats. He the same producer for De La. No disrespect, but he did not get me. Right. And this is why I, 
I take production very serious because after that, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just looking out. I know what I want. Yeah. I know how I want my shit to sound. I know how I like my beats. And uh, basically not being stubborn, but I wound up proving, showing them I'm one of them, one of them incredible producers because I wanted to produce some Busta Rhymes. I wanted to produce an EPMD. I wanted to produce an Onyx. I wanted to produce a Dipset. I wanted to produce a Gangstar. Wound up producing Teflon. Wound up doing shit for Sean Price. Wound up doing shit. I mean, like, come on, like, I want to do a shit for Run DMC, like, wow, you know yeah. what I mean? Run Run yeah. DMC is like a legendary yeah. name. I mean, yeah. all those names oh, are legendary uh, names. That was like a list where, like, yeah, I, I I got I got into I got I got my first you know my first MPC and my nine fifty and and then um after that situation with Tommy Boy didn't work, I wound up. Waiting a year, and um, I got on Buster's Rhyme, Buster Rhymes album, One Disaster Strikes. I got double platinum for that. I produced uh, things that we doing for money, and I helped mm. write. Um, um, I helped write things that we doing for money, and I did. Um, no, help produce and write things that we doing for money, and I helped write. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Mm. on the album. I overseen a lot of the records that Buster was doing because I was with him every day. I was with him overseeing the album, not as only not only as a producer on the album, but I was overseeing the album with him. So as the an creative air. director? Yeah, I was creative director, not even knowing it, but I was still a producer. Right. Still a creative director at the right. end of the day. Same shit. Wow. So I'm there with him every day. We there. And... um. Me and Buster, you know, this is when me and Buster was very tight at the time. We were very, very, very unseparable. Like, right, I was right. my man, you know. Close relationship. Yeah, we were both young. And it was like, he knew, I knew that, you know, he's a Taurus like me, so. Y'all were making bulls. magic together. Yeah, two bulls in the studio. Two so bulls was, in the china shop together, yeah, just yeah, smashing yeah, it yeah, all yeah, up. Yeah, 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 that's what we were doing. Right. Straight like that. And he, um... You know, saw a lot of me, you know. Basically, I wound up doing shows, going on tour with him, got that experience as a young cat. Um, still was getting my experience, even though I had the deal. Then, get the call uh, from Sylvia Rome at uh, Electra saying she wanted to sign me. Um, it was like a demo deal kind of a thing where a lady named Kim Spikes had me produce an artist named... Uh, um, Champ MC, she was from Mount Vernon area, Bronx area, and I wound up doing a song. She was signing East West, produced a record. The label went crazy. They called me. They was like, yo, what you doing? We got some bread for you. I was like, yeah, how much? They was like, um, well, you know, I got a lawyer. Talked to him, and I wound up signing a deal for like $400,000 with Sylvia right. Rome. Mm. Next week, I was at the office, like, you know, so with a demo. Like, in one of those songs... One of those songs was Ghetto Girl. That this song, is after the Tommy Boy. Yeah. Real quick to wrap up the Tommy Boy thing, right? The, when you were when you were done with the situation, you didn't have to give any of the advance back. Nah, nah, They nah. kept the demos nah, that you I brought. A, them. I was a tax write-off to them after that point because at the end of the day, that's a we, blessing though. We um, we didn't get to the we didn't get to the we didn't get to any. Creative things. They gave me ten. They gave me ten thousand dollars of my budget, 
Then they gave me another 50, and I took another 60 after I left because at the end of the day, it was a waste of my time, and I figured out that why I'm a sign or a label if I can't control the escrow. Right. I went up there straight up beefing to them niggas like, yo, y'all playing with me, right? Give right. me that escrow key before I leave out of here. Right now, I need that escrow key. Y'all making me sign my life away. I need my escrow key. They gave me the escrow key. I took my money and I can, left. Can you just define an escrow key? Because that seems like an interesting term that people should know. Yeah, it's the it, it, it's the overall it's the overall bank it's the overall bank account itself that the label controls that the artist's budget is held in. Mm-hmm. Interesting for that project. So basically, this was money that was allocated for you. Yeah, when you do deals, I want my shit in escrow funding. I want the escrow to hit my escrow at the end of the day so it's protected. You can't do shit. Once you make that transaction, end the story. You know what I mean? Right. End the story. You ain't coming in. No backseats. Nah, you ain't doing that (laughs) shit. We making real business deals. Your money goes into that account because it's a business account at the end of the day. We're doing business. We're not playing games here. Right. You know what I mean? It's just artists that the industry feels comfortable. Right. It's business. That, you, that throw that, that, you throw the escrow in a business account. With. It's not a personal account. It's a business. It's an escrow account because at the end of the day, it feeds the business account. Right. right. And I think it's what what you're saying is an important thing that most artists miss out. And yeah, that's you, why most artists get taken advantage of. Like, I've never heard not, the term. they're not aware of Yeah, the when business. you're dealing with big money, you think Drake and them is dealing with small bank accounts? No, they're dealing nah. with escrow money. They're right. dealing with escrow funding. When they do albums like that, big albums, even, even with Jay, Beyonce, artists like that, they're dealing with escrow funding because their name is tied up with a whole bunch of investments. When you see that name, Jay-Z or... Beyonce is tied up with a lot of investments. Right. A lot of investments. So your money got to be right throwing a bag at that. Oh, you better feel good if they rub you on your shoulder. Right. Kind of like that Samsung deal that time that he dropped that album through Samsung. Yeah, it's but a, that was a book. There's bu- all sorts of investments involved. That there's was a bullshit deal, by the way. Oh. He exposed them after that. Like I, Like, I did this, but... It was a gaff. It was like yeah, yeah. It was all a gaff to get to, get to another get, the, get another bag. It's it, it nothing's not like he said. Like I feel him when he said, "I don't own a hundred percent of shit." Right. These are just moves to get me to the next to the thing. next move. Yeah, if I do this move with you, cool. If I do a move with Adidas, fine. That's not the that's not the end of that's the day. That's not the move. That's not the end of the day. Right. That's just one piece of the puzzle that I got to use to get because I got Adidas. Yeah, just another piece added to the puzzle. Yeah, just one piece of the puzzle. It's not going, it's not going to be the end of the story because you made it. Like, look at Kanye. Did they with Adidas? What they do? Take it away from me. Try to, yeah. Why are you going to give me something to take it away from me? Right. They don't like the way well, it's because they talking. want you to behave a certain way. Right. And if you they don't, want you to fall in line, right? They want you to fall in line. So you know, and it, they don't understand that dealing with, with with people from this culture, we not the fall in line types. Nah. So that's not gonna go well. It's gonna bump heads. Let's pick back up with with Sylvie Rose situation. And yeah. so, so you get the production. Is it a production deal you got offered, no, or no, you no, it as an artist? It's, it's an artist deal. Artist. I was signed as an artist. At the end of the day, I'm my own producer. I'm a producer and an artist. So okay. I'm I'm basically my own business, and I'm paying myself. And when you're a business or LLC, you pay yourself. 
And at the end of the day, like out, out of the budget, that way when taxes come, they don't beat your ass. Right. That's the jewel. Like you gotta be able to pay yourself. You know what I mean? And I, I I'm learning. Like I probably I you know, I probably owe man taxes now. I don't know. Unless they come knocking on the door with a letter. You know what I mean? So yeah. You never know what you Unless owe. Unless they want to audit you, you never, because yeah. they, they want to check to see your numbers. They, you'll all never right. know. I don't care. if You don't You don't have to be the richest dude in the game, but if you get rich, if you start getting rich and you they see money coming in, or they going to check you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. The government's always going to make sure that they get this. But still also, in what you're saying about dealing with yourself as a business and making sure your shit's on point, like, that is what you're supposed to do in this independent game. That is the level of seriousness you're supposed to take it. And it seems like just since time, you're, everything you've done has just been on lock in terms of doing it right. Yeah, people didn't go to business. A lot of these rappers didn't go to business school, number one. They either from the street yeah. or coming off the street with no education. And just rap and music, and right. no kind of like, and no kind of like background to teach them how to read a contract. That's, that's why they the get beat. That's why you hear a lot of people getting beat. That's why a lot of these artists get beat because yep. they don't got no. They don't want to go to the law. They don't want to even go to the library and sit there and learn to read a book. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't. I, when the last time you see the, a rapper read a book? You know what I mean about the business. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anybody's stupid. Hold it over here, like I rap and I love reading books. But yeah, he's 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 not the the majority. Definitely not the the majority. People, people look at me for that. That's what people gotta do. Stop thinking that you can floss your way into the game. Yeah, no, no. You can't. You gotta. You got. You can't floss your way into everything. You can't floss your way into everything. You gotta. Sometimes you gotta study ten thousand hours on certain shit. Like, damn, I know how this works. You think? You think? A lot of these people get their money. They they doing something right. Some of these dudes doing something right. They got some sure. people handling their business. They doing something right to get to that bag. And you got to be able to put that all in your cipher and say, yo, you know, what am I not doing right? What am I not doing right as an artist? And I look at myself a lot. You know, I look at myself a lot when I make mistakes. And even in them situations with Sylvia and um, um Tom Silverman and all that, I didn't know better. If I would've knew better, I was like, I would've did a production deal instead of an artist deal because I would've been like more controlling of who I fuck I was instead right. of me just being an artist. Well, can right. you elaborate more on that? Well, production deals is like, I'm a boss, nigga, I ain't no artist. I put out projects, you ain't gonna come at me like I ain't no you artist. You not gonna tell me what to do you on this project. You ain't gonna tell me shit. Exactly. Okay. Because making- I ain't no artist. I'm a boss. Exactly. And that's what I became. I I, I I I did all that artist shit. Now I'm a boss. I'm on the business side of shit right. now. I own my label. I own my I own 85% of my earnings on all digital streams. Tell me what artists got mm. that now. Niggas Not ain't getting that. And that's a that could be a 360. They're considered a 360 to some, but I bet you, you show me some 360 contracts that match up with mine, you won't get it because I did my deal 10 years, 15 years ago with Empire before they was anything. Before they was anything. Now look at Empire, one of the biggest national streaming services in the world that works for all the labels. See, I caught on to it before a lot of people jumped the bandwagon. 
You gotta right. study shit. You gotta be on the shit before niggas jump onto it. I, if it wasn't for Empire, I, I, I probably wouldn't even be out. But at the end of the day, it's not the finish line. It's not the finish line. Right. It's still a piece of the puzzle that I gotta put in. There's more pieces to make these seven sources of income make me a rich man. If you wanna be a rich man, yeah. By all means, you all utilize all these sources of income, but know how to use them, know how to put together, know how to utilize the small bread, stack your bread for certain projects, certain videos, certain shit. Don't waste all your money on the bitch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might can't pay a bill. You got to take a risk in this game. You got to take risks. Facts. And you gotta, gotta gamble on yourself. You gotta gamble on yourself. That's the Big real facts. that's the realest shit. Gamble on yourself. That's what I did. Facts. Gamble on yourself. Let's and keep I, walking I, down this um situation. You so, see me, I got an ill condo chilling. Right. Out one one patio there, another there. Me and my wife. I'm Bro, cool. Even, I'm good. You guys even have a group patio area like in your building. Yeah, that was I'm, like hard. I'm Gucci. Like <laughs> right, I'm nah, living. I, 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 you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I and I ain't gotta be the I ain't gotta be that dude to be out there, you know what I mean, coloring my hair different, you know what I'm saying, putting paint on my nails and shit. I ain't gotta do all that shit, you know what I mean? I don't gotta I I I, I could just be a regular dude and just love what I do and just love my people that support me and that's it. People always worry about who don't fuck with them. Stop doing that. Worry about the people that do fuck with you. That's how you gonna get more love. It's a right. big fact. Right. So, like, if we go back, you're in the mid-90s when you get this artist deal. And can you tell us? I know. I guess it doesn't work out and you wish you yeah, had Yeah, niggas was deal. like, he watched. Sylvia Rowe had you on what label? Electra. East-West. East-West. East-West oh, no, East East under East-West and Electra. Right. Oh, no, I, I, I know. It's Electra. It's Electra slash East-West. It's all in the Taiwan Atlantic building. There you go. All in the same building. She ran all that shit. Which, by the way, Burt Padel was also in that building. Yeah, Merlin Bob ran... Ran East West and Electra Well. Right. Cause I was signed at the same time as Buster, Old Dirty Bastard, Adina Howard. Right. Um That's crazy. Yeah, we all got signed yeah. at the same time underneath, you know what I mean? In that in that. That bracket. was when um who what was the guy over there? And Supernatural got signed too. What was the guy over there that, that signed ODB? Wasn't he the guy? He uh he was the guy kinda like spearheading the majority of those signings, wasn't he? Um I forgot his name. Veteran industry head, um, I forget his name. White guy uh, was kind of into the. I feel like I should know this because I just watched the show and I. Can't I, I know you're talking about. Uh, I know. Wait, 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 wait. He uh, was the one that. Yeah, was, he was down with Brand Nubian. He wanted yeah, to he sign like, ODB. Yeah, he I know you talking. About, I know you talking about. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. Damn. He's still around to this day. I know people that still, you know, what Dante I mean? Ross. Dante Ross. Right. Shouts out to Dante Ross. Dante Ross, like he's responsible for a lot of amazing artists getting their first deal and and getting good deals to some artists that that you know probably wouldn't have gotten it. If they yeah, Dante ain't signed me. Kim Spike signed Kim. me. Word. Shouts to Kim Spike. Right. Yeah, yeah, she. That's the A and R that was there. Word. That uh, Dante wasn't there when I got signed. Dante Copy. left. Dante been out the building. Copy. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, Kim Spikes one one that made the deal happen. Shout out to her. Shout out to you. And um, 
Overall, after that, you know, I put out a single called Ghetto Girl. Um, I don't know. I'm playing for y'all right now, mm-hmm. so y'all can, you know, get in tune. Um, right. Um, this was my first official single that dropped. Basically, they had me doing all these commercial records when I wanted to drop hardcore. And I was just like, all right, well, I see what y'all want. Y'all want the cute guy come out with the chicks, you know, fly, poppy, They wanted you to poppy it out. They wanted you to poppy it out. And I was like, all right, that's what y'all want. I gave it to them. But at the end of the day, records did well, but they had so many other projects on the label it didn't work out for me because they kept pushing other artists. Right. Pushing Copy. mad records. Like, and these records was not on the level of that. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I wound nah, up being number one in Gavin Music Magazine, CMJ, College Music Journal, all the radio stations was bumping it, but I don't think they had enough team up at the label to push my my record to a volume and, and ki- give it that boost. Like, you remember, remember when most records come out, then they have a big remix after? Yeah. Well, Dirty wanted to do the remix. Oh, wow. That a ghetto be- girl. So I'm going to play it for you now. You know what I mean? I'll play it for you now. Just so you can hear it. Hear where, you know, hear, hear, hear where, it, you know, where I was at. Yeah, I like that. Just the whole playing the track mid-show. Yeah, yeah. Artist is clearly giving us permission. <laughs> right, I think YouTube is still going to come for us, but I also mm. feel like at the end of the day... YouTube's fickle. The, like... this, this, the money that YouTube collects from the video is going to his... You know what I mean? Like, he owns yeah. 85% of his catalog. So, Facts. like, you know what I mean? It'll go to him, you know? Well, uh, Empire is usually really good with, with YouTube, actually. Like it's it's the um, the big big boys that are a lot stricter. Like we've been okay for our last seven. We've only had one video that really had a problem. Yeah, this is my first video ever. Turn it up. I remember that. I remember that. Hold on, let me see if I got a better version. Here's a better version. Turn it up. Better version. A little bit clearer, yeah. Yeah, better version. I was 18 years old. Keep in mind, I just turned 18. 1995. This is 1995. Look at the quality. I produced this myself. I produce this myself, and this is 1995. Look at the quality. Ladies looking with their hands and their nails done. Hate the ass in this from the heart that comes sleep. Go to sleep. I'm not in the video. Oh, word. Yeah, she in my video. And her little sister. But I show you. I show you. She on the stoop with me. She's sitting on the stoop with me. That that's her right there. That's a Shanti, yo. Wow. No, that, that I think that's her right there. That's she in the back. She in the back. I'll show you. I'll show you. Alright, 
hard. Yeah, no, I remember this, man. You know, it's one of those things where, like, Puerto Ricans, and you, we always, anytime there's a Puerto Rican, or even somebody that looks Puerto Rican, right? Like, Tash and alcoholics look like a Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have a water. Okay. No, I have, do I have water? I'm good. I was more animated at the time. I was younger. I was way more animated. You was hype. Yo, I love the music. Yeah, I was young. I was a young kid. Gotta keep in mind I wasn't a man yet. I was only just turning 18. Like, alright. That's a little shot to sister. Alright, so yeah, basically. Nah, bro, oh, that's this beautiful. was a huge moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, cool. your first music video in 1995. Like, yeah. that was so the that, era when. So that's when. To get a music video that, was. That, that was a changing moment in my life, this part right here. Because, um,. That was the first major, major uh, production, uh, major label video I shot, and it wound up getting a lot of love, but I didn't have a lot of control over the situation because they picked the single, they the ones that picked it at the label and all that, and, you know, we they, they we didn't have the team to fight them, to tell them that I wanted to do another song that was more hardcore. Right. So... Even after that situation, it was like fans thought I was trying to get commercial. And I was just like, nah, I had to go right back to the, go back to the studio after this album, um, which was uh, Wrap Your Lips Around This, that was released on uh, East West Electra, 1995. And then after that, I wound up just basically going independent. I got approached by Jonathan Schechter from The Source, and he started Game Records. And he was like, yo, come over, come on over. I got Eminem and Royce. And I was just like, um, you need to be over here with us. And I was just like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll be there. And I wound up spending like two years in the studio <laughs> cooking up mad records. And um, I was with Sean Price at the time. Me and Sean Price uh, grew, grew up together since kids. Same block, same friends, childhood friends. Since kids traded Coleco cartridges, Nintendo cartridges, comic books, shit like that. And we just like had this relationship, but we never did no music until right. later on in life. And then after I did my Ghetto Girl thing, I bumped into Sean. And he was like, yo, hey, what up, nigga? It's me. I was like, yo, oh shit. I was like, yo. I was like, yo, long time no see. You know, we just started connecting, like, you know, and then me and him just started, like, really building and getting back to, you know, link, we, we linking. I was living in the BX at the time. Right. So I had him That's come nice. over my crib, and um, we started recording mad joints. And one of them joints was Rising to the Top that wound up on Grand Theft Auto 3. Which um, was huge as well for you. Like, for your name, I know a lot of people yeah. that... that Right, aren't like super hip hop heads, 
but they know who you are because video of that, that video game. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's all like, like 30 like million copies. Video game. So that's 30 like, million copies, and everybody know what that song is on that game. Even little kids, like, surprised to meet me off that video game. People, all walks of life, played that. Oh, you know right, what I mean? Right. I mean, that's, so, yeah. at the end of the day, like, that kind of, like, boosted the morale of who I am in this industry, what I was able to do, not only in hip-hop, but on video games. Um, to sell 30 million on a video game and have my song with, you know, and bring Sean Price on my song with me, you know, which I also allowed him to use for his album. I feel like that's a major feat, you know, just to call your homeboy in the studio and be like, yo, we about to do this joint. And I know what the outcome is, is I didn't know where it was going to land until Stretch Armstrong, DJ Stretch Armstrong called me and was like, yo, we need that for the tape. I was like, what tape? He was like, yo, video game dropping. That's just perfect. I was like, work? Say no more. I sent it to stretch and the rest was history. And, um, yeah, that that really um was a game changer. It opened up the door for Sean to do his solo album. Um, as well as I got two songs on his solo album. I produced on his uh, Monkey Bars album. And we, you know, was just proud of my boy to see what he was able to do. And then from there, I just kept going. On my solo right. career. And um we put out a lot of songs together, you know. We had a lot of lot of lot of good 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 got, features got a and big moments. Together, facts. And um we just basically made 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 our own it was like our own thing. You know what I mean? It was like he would bring what he had to the table, I bring what I had to the table, and we would just like it just worked. Cause I knew who he was. I knew, you know, he knew who I was and knew how to click with me. And we just, we had that special energy on these records. Right. And I just felt like that's when I started becoming into more of a, you know, more of a masterful level. I've just passed ten thousand hours at that point, and I just felt like, you know, now now it's time to pour on the, the heat. I, you know, and from hip hop Quincy Jones shit. Poured out a whole bunch of albums since that time. That's a amazing. whole lot of albums, like about 27 albums catalog deep. Right. That's hard. Like, and most of that's self-produced independent stuff. Yes. Right? Just because that's worth emphasizing that. It's like, you really put that work in. You created all of that. And that's like almost an album, more than an album a year since that point, no? Well, I, you, know, I'm, you know, depending on how I feel, two or three projects a year. That's... Some years... Two, some years three, some years four, some years maybe you know a couple of fives in there, but um, yeah, I, out of the twenty-seven, yeah, I would say, man, um, it's been a ride where, you know, creatively, I'm on my twenty-eighth album right now, basically the twenty-eighth, and I feel like, you know, I get better and better every time. I'm getting better and better with time. I'm getting better with time, and that's just what it is over here. Like you know. Every every other every other album, you know, I'm just trying to please the 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 the, the people and take them to another level. And I feel like I did that 27 times. <laughs> nah, facts. You, That's incredible. You fed, you fed your fan base. I got friends that you know we do this music thing, and they have more of a fan base than me, right? And I'll be like, bro, but you're not feeding your fan. I make sure to like feed my fan base yearly. Uh, I'm not even doing those numbers though. Those numbers are, you know, ridiculous to be able to have that output level. It, that means you're hyper focused so, on 
making sure that the product is as highest quality and coming out with product on a regular basis. So can I just ask on that, right? Because a big debate in our little indie artist Montreal scene is frequency of releases, right? Now, economically speaking, does it just make more sense to produce more music if you're going down that indie grind for your fans like that? Or is there an argument that scarcity... Keep producing is definitely, definitely a key. But getting those placements that's going to change your life is another. And to place the music, you know, to get them, to get the placements that's going to be able to uplift you to a different tax bracket. You know, that, that is very important to an artist, you know, learning how to strategize your movement, putting out the single at the right time, right branding, right promotion, and, you know, being able to, you know, uh, build the hype, build the want on the product, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just can't drop something and not expect people to buy it. You have to build the hype on it. You have to drive them toward it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've learned. You know, I've been able to, you know, master the art of driving the fans without force feeding them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's just be able to be like, don't, 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 you know what I mean? Don't, um, you know, do the single wave. I would just tell artists do singles till one of them pop big. Then you fucking, you know, watch that response. And then based on that response, you fucking go open the gate, floodgates on them based on the response, though. Right. So you're saying singles, though, is probably the better strategy. Yeah, because yeah, ultimately... yeah, yeah. You don't want to go in the desert not knowing where the water is at. You know what I'm right. saying? You want to always know if you're going like 50 miles out, there's a, there's a rest there. That you could just, you know, while you're doing the groundwork on this journey of pushing your music, you got to be able to know where the destination is and you set your goal there. Right. Let me put out 500 copies. Let me put out this. See if that's so. Mm-hmm. See if I can get this 500 off. Right. If I get the 500 off, it's going to push me to get 1,000 off. 1,000 going to get me to push 2,000, 3, 4, and so forth. You just got to be able to stick to it. There's no, there's no actual answer. There's just the actual groundwork that you got to stick to. No, but even with what you're saying, there is value because... It wasn't just like a creative thing. It was you're going for placements if you really want to elevate. So by playing a singles game, it gives you almost a higher likelihood of finding placements because you're testing and you're throwing different things out. Where a project, you're going to probably run 12, 13 joints of a similar feel to make it yeah, work on that project. You build one banging ass record and you put the video behind it and you push that, it opens the gate. It's a domino effect. Right. It, you know, like, like it's like I learned business. You know, like when you 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 invest in one thing, you stick to that till it works. And if it works, then you open up another product off of that one product that was successful. Right, right. So that's what the model I use with my albums. That's why I got a lot of albums because I got to make sure everyone sells. I got to make sure everyone is available. If a fan wants it, they can get it. You know. While I'm alive at that, you know what I mean? Like, while I'm here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Be able to have my intellectual property make money, whether my album is a year old, two years old, three years old, tangible items are still out here making bread, you know what I mean? People right, right. want to touch you and be like, damn, I actually met him. He, he wasn't acting funny. And 
I, let mm-hmm. me sign a CD, you know, I, just something so much more special to the fan. Like right. just, you know, what I mean, being real, you know, and not sending them a link. Yeah, right. So like, you, you but it's cool. I mean, it's cool to send people links and shit and get yeah, paid yeah. for that no, too. Absolutely. I, absolutely, I send people links and get paid for the link. Like people DM me. You just, I'm like, I'm in. right there. I'm like, right there's a, I'm right there's a clerk. Hello, my name is Aguilar Music. Right. You're just, bing, bing. you're just also putting in the footwork to make sure that you're giving more than just a link. I feel so much better not being lazy and letting Spotify control the streams. Right. right. And even then. And then you don't feel, you, 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 I mean, you feel good when you got numbers and shit, but do you really feel like you did the work? Right. So, like. I wouldn't feel like not, I did the yeah, work. It's not I mean, it's same. cool not to, too, but. I yeah. want to feel like I actually did some work, nigga, to feel like I, I got something and then let a computer generate all of this shit. Nah, but I the feel pandemic like... pandemic year, me and Jess James did uh, our first Liddy Bros project, and we put together a $100 package. I like the video. My man, the... Mo, Mo, Mo shot it. Yes, My absolutely. man, Mo shot yeah. it. I love the video yes. Mo shot for shouts y'all. To, shouts, to, shouts to Chuck Steak. Um, yeah, good. We, we shot one of mine, too. Yeah, absolutely. And... um. And that first year, that first album, we put together a hundred dollar package, right? And we had to hustle a hundred packages to like, yo, this is this is what we invest. But the the grind, the 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 yeah, I got feeling a good that response. you I got, got a good, yeah, yeah, we got a great response. And, and the and feeling think, that you I get think, from I think, that, I think it needs to get back to that because yeah. these artists are getting lost in the matrix. Like music is getting lost in the matrix. Mm-hmm. These like a thousand playlists now, mm-hmm. like. Which playlist is the one to listen to? Like, I don't, I, I mean, it's cool, but there's so much variety. And I think that it's cool to have variety. And I'm not, I'm, you know, wait, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's so much different flavors out here now. But, you know, I just don't, some things, I, I, you know, I, I ain't saying this to disrespect no artist in the game. But I feel like... I feel like a lot of the music is templated. Yeah. Am I saying that right? No, it is. It's templated. It's like a I feel like that makes sense. I don't want to disrespect people or nothing like that. I just feel like a lot of shit just don't sound real no more. And I'm I'm saying that not because of the producers or the artists. I'm saying that because of the equipment people be using. Like some of these doors, the digital mm-hmm. audio doors don't be sounding like where hip hop supposed to be sounding like the kicks and the snares don't be sounding as sharp no more. Right. Like the, the 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 even the bass don't be sounding that full, bass you know. And some of the these and I get it, I get it. Like you know, it take a it take a lot to make an album now. Like I work, I had to work tirelessly day and night to put out this last album, you know, because just because you got a computer. Don't think the shit goes no, sound. No, yeah, it's it, that's a I, I think that's a misunderstanding. That you know what this will lead into the next question. But like people misunderstand, they think that because some things are simpler nowadays, that putting out an album is simple. And when you actually care about what you're doing and you're trying to put out a quality product, yeah. it's very different it than shows. that kid who's like just downloading instrumentals and rapping on his laptop. Nothing wrong with that. No knock to that kid, right? But there are some people out here that are putting way more work into their album than that. So why don't you walk us through what, like, this last album, like, the creative process along with 
the um, the logistical process and the and the and the process itself of the the you know yeah. all the all give us all the details. Oh, oh well, first you know uh, going to this project, I already had a lot of streams out there with 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 you know albums and everything, and I felt like when I you know when you, when you see a check from these people, it's not every month. Mm-hmm. It could be like two months, three months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, and it'd be like, okay, but then it's gone. You got to pay this. You got to reinvest. You got to do all that with the money to reinvest in your business. So, you know, you can't live off of just streams. I don't give a fuck what kind of artist you are. You just can't live off streams. Streams barely pay my liquor bill for the year. They're getting a billion dollars, bro. (laughs) Like, right, if you get a billion streams and you only get, like, one million bucks out of that billion streams, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. bro, you, like, every stream you should be able to get paid, like, full, not pennies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It costs way more money to go to the studio for me, turn yes. on the lights, turn on my electricity, than what I get from Spotify or any of these streaming services. That's what I'm saying. It don't make sense. Right. So when you deal with that, then you got to find other ways. Like me, I just felt like I needed to take it in my own hands. I said, yo, I got a website. I'm going to just die. I'm going to, you know, there's an artist out there, uh, Rock Marcy. Yeah, Rock Marcy got his own website. So what he do, he don't even go to streaming services. He'll send them to his site first. Right. Cake up and then send them to the streams when he feel like it. When he feel like he made enough money. Right, where like the streams aren't. This isn't about the streams. This is about my upfront this dollars. This is about me making money. And then yeah, yeah. let's worry about those stream dollars later yeah. for the people who aren't buying because those aren't the valuable customers, right? No, they're not. If you're it's, not a customer willing they, to spend they, money, they, they then they're not. They're not, they not tangible to you because they streaming. Yeah. They, 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 these guys. Don't read liner notes and shit. They right. not don't give a fuck about album. Uh, album they probably artwork. don't even know there's a show. Most of these motherfuckers out here that got iPhones or handling the business or hustling or doing some shit with they like. They ain't got time to pick up nothing. At the end of the day, they out here running around grinding, feeding their family, shit like that. So if they hear a song and they like it, they're like, oh, that shit hot. I'ma fuck with it. And if they see other people fucking with it, oh, they're gonna fuck with it more. Right. That's how music works. It, 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 you know, in some cases, like you got people that follow what other people follow and what's hot, and they like, yeah, that's hot. The streets is bumping that, and I dig it too. I can dig it. I can, I can, I can relate yeah. to it. You know, that's what it is. People want to relate to the artists. They don't want to be alienated. Right, right. You know, they don't want to feel like, oh, even if you got a hot song, and if you send somebody to a stream, they will not fuck with you. It's a lot of artists that dope, but it's a lot of people that just, I feel like they don't really fully support these guys. Right. Right. That's a really big point, too. I remember when I used to work at the uh, software company I was working at previously, the CEO, real rich dude, guys were like nine figures, gave us this like speech about how valueless free people were. Like, do not design your product for your free users. Exactly. You may want them, and having a large user base is a flex for certain acquisition mm-hmm. moves, etc. But every decision you make should be to accommodate the people willing to pay for your product, or who are you making this for? Exactly. Right. Like I've I've been to you know big meetings. You know what I mean? Like I've seen like a lot of people in these meetings. You know, 
want to know how the investment is going to work. Every everything that deals with music is an investment, and it's it's a brander for other companies and other uh, corporations. You know, so at the end of the day, they want to be able to link. They want to be able to link your music and get it on movies. They want to be able to get you licensing. You know, it, it, this is all the business of music. Learn how to understand licensing is very important for artists. Because right. you don't need, you know, you, you know. I, I I play NBA Live, 2K. Excuse me. I play NBA 2K, and I hear artists that I never heard of in my life on NBA 2K. Right. They're doing licensing deals with somebody, and they're getting their music licensed. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, um, learning how to get through these loopholes. There's loopholes out there, just people got to find them. You just got to keep grinding. You just got to keep pushing. Mm. Right. True facts. So could you could you play us the lead song, like the song that started the ball rolling on this new project, the song that inspired you to, okay, this is the first piece of the art of being Cole Masters. Man, this record is the name of the album. It's, you know, the art of being cold. Um, I feel like uh, my last project, my last projects, uh, the Endangered Species Protocol, um, Art God Phoenix, High Level Art, all was leading into this. Um, they all, you know, I, I, I put out things according to the stat quo of society or what's going on mm-hmm. at the time and um the art of being cold right now, being that we get ready to hit the summer, mm-hmm. it's gonna really be real ugly out here. I hear gunshots out my window, know. you know, I'm yeah, in Brooklyn, already, so already it's, it's 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 on and popping. A couple you days ago I saw the first, running around with guns again. I saw the first fire hydrants but, 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 open up for the and I was like, that's it, New York summer's but, here. It's about to get hot out these streets. And you know, Jamie Foxx you know, you hear all you know the the the, the hoopla of the media about surrounding black entertainers right now. It's had a high profile, you know, and we're not looking too good in the media. We're not looking too good right now to people. We're not looking like we are deserving of the love of this continent that we live in. And at the end of the day, I'm say that now because of the last. Five years, I witnessed a lot of murders, a lot of a lot of unnecessary violence, a lot of just mm-hmm. just madness. Yeah, yeah. And it's happening. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I try to stay out of the way. I've been trying to stay out of the way for a very long time, and just pe- keep keep the vision of what I am. I am a musician. I'm not a gangster. I am not. I am not a. Uh, you know, no longer in the streets. I don't play that game no more. I don't mm. do that. I, I, You know what I mean? I'm an older man, but I'm an older elder statesman of hip-hop, and I feel like at the end of the day with this album, The Art of Being Cold, allowed me to express how I felt, things that I didn't get to address, how I felt over the years. And, you know, um, rest in peace to Sean Price. You know what I mean? Rest My brother, Sean Price. he rest told me to practice The Art of Being Cold. And I knew when he was telling me that it was for a reason. Some people give you signs before they, 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 you know what I mean? But, you know, that message from him stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed to express that at right. this very point in my life right now because right. there's a lot of stones unturned. And 
I know that a lot of people may look at me a certain way, but I'm actually always been a good dude. I ain't never murdered nobody. I ain't never had intentions to hurt any artists or kill any artists or put any artists right. in danger. Right. But at the end of the day, we living in a different time. Right. You know what I mean? And I have to be able to express that on this project and understand I got a family to defend. I got a wife. I got a little sister I got to take care of. And all these things express who I am as a man, you know what I mean? As a man that I am now, and I've always been solid. You can check my file. Never snitch. Yeah, uh, I, never I don't know. It. I don't want to. I want to go on record, right? Because I think I said it before. The cameras were on, right? But like, you, you've got a reputation in the industry. In the in the industry, right? Like, I know people from the music industry, same as you, sign, have big record deals. And have nothing but great things to say about you. I know people in the independent scene in the New York City underground that know you and have nothing but great things to say about you. Your catalog has always spoken for itself. Everything, the way that you always carried yourself speaks for itself. So, like, Appreciate you know, that. on record, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I had mentioned that before. So, like, that really is reflective of. Exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always I, try to always carry yourself. I, I with, try to with help honor. a lot of artists. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah, honestly. But I, but most of the times it did. The, the, um, I'm also pushing a lot of new artists now. Not only myself, but artists I feel that are gonna change the game. Cause I I know I I I, I know the sound. I know the sound I like. And. One of the, those two of the artists is on my actually three of the artists is on my album, so I'm I'm gonna just just get into the album. Let's just play yeah. play the first song. Play, play the song that set off everything for this album. Yeah, it's called Let's The go. Art of Being Cold. Let's go. Let's this get is it. Propane campaign production. Do you think my dad is your done cocaine? Your dad has definitely done cocaine. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> my throat's really running. <clears throat> <laughs> Wait, I recognize this. Cocaine bear. Yeah, cocaine bear. <laughs> I'm like, I just finished seeing this. It's great. It was, it was an entertaining movie. It was an entertaining movie, for sure. <laughs> Yo, I practice the art of being cold. 
Yo, the God of never fall. I practice the art of being cold. Ah, That's the way you open it up, though. Especially after that intro. Yeah, landscape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, sound, yeah. Like you're, sound like you're mount, uh, on a mountain with mad snow. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I like that picture. Hard. Yeah, this feels this feels like 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 the stalactites is falling off the off the off the 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 base is hitting you hard, making a flag type fall to the ground and shit. That's ice. Exactly, exactly. Put the woman with the rest, the God is the best. Whoever's bitching on who I can care less. 
no goofy flex outside where the rest they got some new shit now that'll tear your chest these young cats yeah they on a different type of time that money don't ain't mine even if they have to do the crime it's like a sample getting loose when the rapper dies now for I, you still not satisfied Let's get the poppin', brick bricks to profit And setting up the shop with all the fiends to cop it And let's get the rockin' in case they get out of pocket The pistol whippin' until his eyes coming out of socket The blood drippin' from the goddess When it's no survivors, I can't trust it no more That's when you broke the promise There's nothing that can break a man when he rollin' solid Y'all know the saying, real G's, we movin' solid The fuck four from Brooklyn, your mouthpiece, And America is on another level. Slick Rick Rolex with the rings right around my bezel. Big tubers in the diamonds, we do it official. New York got an issue, you can right. put your name on a missile. Very classic New York. I'm only here to motivate. Stand up, do like a soldier, keep the soldier straight. I'm up and pray, I will not go to Volturay. Hit you with the whole wave on you, like it's ocean spray. Yeah. This is what the culture made. I just coast the brain, not to do no dumb shit. And try to keep my mental sane. Yeah. Don't let it go to shame. Let him blow you out the frame The invitation is sent, but cowards never came They use a cover slang when you're moving in the game No shorty, he wants fights, he just want to bang But it's a normal thing when By the way, it's full of savages sound is back Everybody wants that New York sound again So it came back around, you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody wants that sound again now that's a fact, though. <laughs> Griselda got a lot of people wanting to have that New York sound. And this, I, I, I had it first, though. That's what I was going to say. This, this, wild, this wild New York... It's wild New York heads Yo, hold that pause, have that sound. Pause that, pause that, pause that, pause that. They took it to another level. No disrespect to Griselda. They took it to another level. They took it to another level. It's just, there's been New Yorkers doing that sound before they... Yo, let's reintroduce they, that a bit. They, bring, they, brought it back to, they brought it back to the forefront, and I appreciate them for that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I appreciate them for doing that. So absolutely. They definitely but stuck to the boom bap. They definitely definitely stick to the boom bap. They they Sean definitely P. love they boom bap heads they stick to it. Rock. It, it but there's other places too. LA niggas is out there yeah, all the yeah. same. Niggas been out yo, it's crews out there that been doing boom, but it's LA shit. So yeah, we yeah. don't hear it here, but you go to LA, yeah, you yeah. gonna hear Absolutely. You gonna hear some dope ass dudes with some dope boom backers. When I went to LA. I was like, I wasn't from there, but I, I started listening to different artists there. There's a lot of dope shit. I was like, all right. Yeah, not everything one is... One kid named Spliff Hemingway. Check him out. Spliff right. Hemingway. We'll so yeah, check you out. We just to summarize that, in case the music was a bit for we're just kind of talking about how Griselda popularized the sound that Aguilar was pivotal in creating back in the day. Right. Nah, 
Wild, yeah, which they, is, they, which they, is the it, it, not only Philly. that, you know, you got, I work with Rome Streets. I just did something with Rome Streets. Shout, Shout out to, to Rome him. Streets. Rome yeah. Streets, uh, uh yeah. that's popping. Even before he was signed to Griselda, we, we was working. You right. know what I mean? Shout the oh, big guy. Oh, he signed to Griselda now. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He signed to Griselda. But before he was working with Griselda, he was at Big Ox House. Shout the Big right. Ox. Shout to Big Ox. Shout to Big Ox. So Big Ox Studio, he had, you know, we Big Ox linked me and Rome and we recorded a couple joints, so. Big Ox yeah. linked us for this interview. That's shout a fact. Out shout out Big, Big Ox. Shots to Big and Ox. shout out Big Ox for being a Perspectives Podcast alumni guy. And by the way, on behalf of Ox, you're all a bunch of fucking lobster bisques, you heard? <laughs> and bum juices. <laughs> Word. Um, so let's play some more. Let's play some more. Let's go. That was called Active. That last record was called Active. Um, this one is called Cold as Fuck. <laughs> Tundra, yo. Hear that little. What is that, like a violin? Like or like a. Bro, the drums? Yeah. Like, I hear what you're yo, saying. Yo, like, yo, hear drums like this, normal. No. Yo, 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 it's Ag and Arnold. These cats can't chill with me. We need at least a hundred mil to talk a deal with me. We catch a major house every time they go against me. Ain't no love for these ops, cause my heart is empty. Icy with the women, even if they feeling me. Gotta have one to be choose a city, eat a meal with me. So the good one, but your world is not real of me. I'm a tune that's got clout chasing, that's how I feel of me. Don't remember me, ain't no one as ill as me. We not feeling sorry for y'all, it's no sympathy. Haters will remember me, keep the same energy. New beef or old beef, please don't even question me about it. Ghost to young niggas, now don't even message me. I'm an OG. And you're not gonna be stressing me. I don't work with certain artists cause of chemistry. You want production? Wear the bag. Stop pressing me, nigga. nigga. We might have to. We might have to re-angle it. Or else, or else I look like a dead fish while he's playing some banging shit. This isn't the type of music that you lean back to. The type of music you sit forward to. You bob your head hard to. You know what I mean? I don't want to disrespect the sound. That's facts. Oh, it's called Vida Frio? Vida Frio. Yeah, yeah, I need to learn my connects, I need to earn their respect, show them how I get these checks, time for me to connect, all the tributes I accept, like way back when, the dog was rolling with a set, had the hammers on deck, rolling up in the jets, lit up with two texts, got grays on the neck, my man just came home. And he did a long stretch And he's aiming for the head Boy, aiming for your chest And as far as shooters go Yeah, he was one of the best Just say less Cause you niggas know the rest of the story We on the road to the fame and the glory The champagne's spilling over the mores Ayo, listen, yeah The song spilling over the linguine Like Vito Colleone going against the Barzini's Then we do Bellini's Sip the martinis, spin back around the block in the Lamborghinis. Yeah. 
Selling shots at the legend, hoping your bullets make it. I'm scar faced when he caught his sister Gina naked. What? I'm up before them boys come. Yeah. When it's fucking rated. And y'all don't know my you name. Fuck that. We are not yeah. A lot of punk fakers. Stop the phone conversations. And we control the conversation. Y'all pick the destination. It's Mr. Anderson's everywhere. We in the matrix. In the future. Lysol and bricks out of the spaceship. Yeah. They got them robot dogs that'll scan your faces. Know the basics. This the home run derby. I'm touching all the bases. The international pen, like Julio and Glaces. Sue Slurry to beat the cases. Fuck out our faces. And when the verdict come back, the system cutting breakers. It's eye for eye when you dudes try to snake us. But never mind these haters, cause I'm in search of greatness. Now this is hard. It's hard. Out is fucking. Flawless. Flawless. Again, per usual. Per usual. I think it's the best one. You think so? I think it's the best one. I mean, you know what? It should be. It should be, right? You got to keep on top of it. Somebody said I got out of here. Somebody said it. A couple people said I got out of here. I'm like, all right. Let's see what happens. Right. If I get out of here, fine, but it got to start now. The conversation got to start now. Right, 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 right. This is very, like... Convincing. Yeah. Yo, keep the mafioso landscape. Cut the hedges okay. on the furs, get to the clan bake. Like young Vito, I was different from my classmates. A man of my word was no need for handshakes. Yeah, no games. Looking through Versace frames. A wrong move, like a thing, blow out your brains. Kept the loyalty intact, this is true fact. I'm a brother's keeper, I never had to watch my back. Uh-huh. Broke bread with some of y'all, but y'all didn't deserve it. I used to splurge on fan, but I'm trying to serve it. Mm-hmm. Computer holler, set up them haters, just keep working. Maintain self, stay focused on a bigger purpose. I praise Allah that none of them ever close the curtains. The five verses like praying hands and time to trust. They claim murder, knowing they can't take it further. We pull up on you like we going out the woolly burgers. It's good. Black Day Mafia music. Uh-huh. Blood in, blood out, home of the ruthless. Politics and all the respects. Who's that? Everlast. Word. Everlast. Word. Everlast. Word. Everlast. Word. 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 Right, right. Let's make sure to shout out everybody who's featured on it. Anybody who's featured on it. Anybody who. This next song is with my Japanese artist Cookie Crunch. Word, Cookie Crunch. Copy. You want? And he rapping Japanese, but when you hear his flow, you already know. Nah. When you hear I melodically come. All my life, I've been selling hustles too. Lord, every chance I ever bullshitted myself into. But this time, I actually got it on. I'm this close to you. This close to everything I want. Hey. Yo, hey yo, who back in the 
Y'all just needed exposure And when they acting out of pocket Just keep your composure I don't do the nasty chicks I'm keeping it kosher Stop drinking too much heavy Might form an ulcer Welcome to this thing of ours It's the Costa Nostra Toss this crap in the river You should've never crossed us We learn from our mistakes And what the lessons taught us Cross-border supply and demand from all the orders Yeah, we take risks to live expensive culture Yeah, shorty think with a dollar bill to bend her over In the strip club like John Morant to send her over Spending 25 racks, and I don't even know her You start to move different when you're getting older The world is getting older, world wars are never older Yeah, and for years, y'all was getting over Graduated to school of hard knocks with no diploma That's alright, I do alright Okay, that's Cookie Crunch. Yeah. Shouts to Cookie Crunch, yo. Like, I don't know. It sounds perfect. Like, I don't know what it's saying, but. Japanese, this is my Japanese project that I'm doing with them. Well, you're already working on projects. So when you go to Japan and you start filming, they got links to rich people in Japan already ready to meet me and, and sign me up. They, they're already talking to business now. So I'm just playing my part. Cause Nips is a legend out there. The dude Nips, if you look him up, he got records with J Rule's damage and Nips. Word, word, word. Look no, up J Rule. J Rule's been out there for a long time, going to Japan and getting a lot of bread in Japan. They, he's got a huge fan base in Japan. Big. So that that's not surprising to find out that there's somebody. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this joint right here I did last night and they loving it. But this this, 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 this is my verse. This is my verse. 
Project with them in Japan coming right. out on a major Japanese label soon. After you already taken yeah, the trip out, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the it. art of being cold out. is is out now. Right, out right now. Before, yeah. before you hit play, though, I just want to point out like something because yo, you be saying really smart stuff. So I want to like make sure people can you know catch that. Catch the bars, especially like between the music where it's a little clearer, you know. Um, you mentioned earlier that when you're doing these projects, it's important to get the business unlocked, important to make sure all the moves make sense. So you make the Japanese label, you get the guys on your project. Before you even go to Japan, you get booked on a show, you're already talking about a project to have it promote. It's like everything is all these yeah. multiple angles before you even Domino go to the Domino effecting place. right there. Just you, you're like, just like, like, like these guys reached out to me and I was like, oh shit. But I didn't know I you know I don't know Japanese at all. Right, I, right. But I have but 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 I have fans there. Right. And this is what I you know, I tell artists, you know, I try to tell artists this that's very serious about marketing and branding. Brand your stuff in other languages. Brand like Yo, when you put out your album. When you put out your album, Bro, when you, I'm giving y'all two, when y'all put out your <laughs> album, put Japanese lettering. On it so they could read right. it. Cause they they don't read English, they read Japanese. Right. Put it in the, like, if you got fans in that fucking area, put it in their language. The, not the music, but just the, the words. Just the, the words the lettering. and the, the yeah, lettering everything. and shit so they can understand. For the color, the back cover, yeah, yeah. all the Yeah, Keep the, the picture the same and all give, that. The artwork the, the yeah, same. Yeah, but give the credits. Yeah, yeah. In, in do branding in other places. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So we'll do them like in German. Do them in Russian. Yeah. You watch your bread go up. Watch your bread go up. Watch your bread go up. We got a fan base from volume one. Me and Jess, there's one song that gets wild, burn. Yeah, you got that from me. You make some cake. You make some cake. Come back best. So like if you were to take the Little gotcha. Bros project yeah, and I mean, put it with Show the God love. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, Look, yeah. there's ways to eat. If y'all don't know, fuck with me. You know what I mean? Right. I can show you. I, right. I, 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 I'd rather show you better than I can tell you. Right. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Because a lot of niggas think they can do it off of somebody telling them. But if you ain't there actually seeing it go down, you ain't going to really get the full experience. Also, That's why I'm going to open a school for these motherfuckers. You know what it is? I tell people this all the time. A tool is not a tool in the same, in different hands. Nah, you think you can play band. in the NBA without a coach? You I'm like I mean? a coach. Exactly. Like, I'm like a coach to a lot of these mm -hmm. dudes. Believe it or not, they come to me like, yo, what? How does this sound? You know, that's like, you know, like a coach. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, bro, what you got to get better on. Everybody got to get better. Everybody good at something, but yep. everybody ain't good at everything. No like, way. you know what I mean? Like, you can learn a lot from watching niggas, just setting the fuck up and be like, all right, if you just a, a fly on the wall sometimes, right. that's even a blessing. Like, I, 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 when I go in the spots, I don't like, you know, Going where I'm not invited, but if I happen to land somewhere like a Dr. Dre session, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't really know you like right. that, bro. I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. Observe. Unless a bitch wanna talk to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a different strike. Right, 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 right. You feel me? But right. like, but that's the thing. Like, I just be on my bad. I'm gonna come right back. I just gotta go get some of the trick. <laughs> so what, like you said, uh your conversations with P, your relationship with P, uh, inform, influence the talks of of that you guys would have together. Talk and influence. What are some of the? What are some of the other? If like, was there like for me, for example, sometimes I'm influenced by a motherfucking sunset or the color on a car that I haven't seen on another car before, or. You know, some some drippy outfit that I wore. Somebody said something to me and it inspired a whole. <laughs> so, like, is there anything else besides these conversations with P? My fam, well, 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 my family, man. You know, work. um, my my family. First and foremost, you know, my grandfather. Um, you know, man. Without him, man, I probably wouldn't even be here. Like. You know, no, I never had work. a father. I never had a father figure <laughs> in my life, and I felt like he was the, he was that man that um, you know, took the place of my father, even right. though I didn't have one. And in that relationship, you know, I you know just learning family through my family how to you know try to become something out of the ghetto. You know, being surrounded by that, watching people get killed, right. literally execution style in front of my face. Right. You know, I'm not going to say no names, but I was a little boy, so I didn't remember who the fuck did what. Yeah, yeah. But I know I heard gunshots. I know I heard this shit, and that you know was my remember? that was my prayer to, my lead to praying to escape all of that. Nobody wants to be around that. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're trying to be around violence all your life, all that, something wrong with you as an individual. Yeah, no, you have no wrong. peace. Like you, you got broken get, inside you. Yeah, that's what's wrong with our people with no knowledge of self. And I grew up around the, you know, Prophet Saint Nation of Islam and, and that that led me to become more careful of my life, more careful of self, knowledge of self, of who I right. am and what what that means. You know exactly. what I mean? What that actually means of me being existent on this planet. You know what I mean? And how you know the sciences and all that. So. Trying to open up the mind more. Like, I, I just try to open up my mind more to different experiences, like, because it was actually nothing but death and murder and drugs all surrounded me. So I had to try to drive my imagination further. Right. 
Because there was nothing else uh, except for a dope fiend with a needle in his arm when I walk out my my, my, my apartment building or, or somebody overdosing or somebody doing some crazy shit on dust. You know, there was anything, right. you know, there's just so many ways exactly. to lead yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I was just talking with my father the other day. He owned the property on Bryant Avenue, the Bronx, in the 80s, in the middle of the crack. Super dust ever. Super, super. He would open up the basement door that led to the street, and there was always like two crackheads and, and heroin addicts. Dust with, Haven. With, 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 dust you know Haven. what I mean? Like, it was dust just ha- a different hey, level. Drug Haven it was just, Capital. just different. Fordham Road, all that. People think that all that New Jack City crack tops in the playground was a joke, and it's like, I was nah, up there, that was a, son. I've that's seen not it. a movie. That was real life. I've been around it. But, you know, my mother, you know, she was a type of lady that was a single mother. She met this dude named Dragonfly, Nestor Rodan, which became my stepfather. He also was the bodyguard for Curtis Sleewall, which is the... Head well, of right. Angel Guardian. The guy that was running for the Republican Party uh, mayor of New York City. My step pops was his yeah. main bodyguard. He was, he was running against Eric Adams. Yes. Absolutely. So I grew up around this dude. It wasn't my dad kind of trying to, you know, be the father figure, but I didn't really connect to him. I didn't really have because that's not my blood. So mm-hmm. either way, he had my little sister with my mom's um I wound up like alienating from my own family because I followed my dream and ain't nothing with them. Not I didn't have no family support about being a rapper. They did not believe I would be a rapper. They did not believe in me. They did not have no clue about my future because right. I dropped out of school early and that disappointed the fuck out of everybody. So right. it was like, what are you doing? Old, You're old like, mentality. I'm like, I'm going to be an artist and a musician, and I'm stuck to it. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to show people that I'm one of the illest ever. Right. And lo and behold, like, time started unfolding for me, like, on the music game. And then I finally got to show my mom. She was proud before she passed because my mom got murdered. And um, rest in peace to my mother. Um, You know, still a mystery to this day on how who killed her and all that. But, um, you know, like, like, you know, I just felt like I, you know, I, I got, I was always getting the short end of the stick and I felt like I, I needed to change my life somehow. You know, even, you know, going through all that as a child, watching abuse, which if, you know, you know, and shit like that. And I met my pops once, but he came through and I ain't see him again. I don't know why. But, you know, I just feel like it wasn't, uh, I, I was always kind of a day late on some shit, but then I had to catch up. I, I already knew where I was up against all lot. I was uh, up against a lot of odds, you know what I'm saying? Like, just period. My family wasn't supporting shit like that. Yeah. Neighborhood was trying to, you know, do foul shit, you know. It, it, you right. know, I've been through all of that. Very, you know what I mean? very, very um, typical New York upbringing, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, like, not everybody, but unfortunately, that's the way things was. But back, back. I'm, I'm grateful Yeah, that I'm still here. You know, I've been through death experiences, almost died at the tunnel, hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know what I mean? Been through all that. You know what I mean? Shots flying at the whip, all that. You know what I mean? Got grazed up and all that because I was at... I was around people that 
was just being street, being around that lifestyle, you know, and that shit right. just, you know, wasn't healthy. They weren't aware how their actions were going to cause uh, yeah. consequences on your... Like, look at John Moran. He got 50 million hanging <laughs> around with dudes pointing lasers at other basketball members. Come on now. Like, I thought we were supposed to make it out, not make it back in. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the shit like... I, 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 I question myself on every day, like, where's the balance of me being a rapper? How long I'm going to be able to keep doing music in the industry that kills us goats? You know what I mean? And that's why I put out my last album, Dangerous Species Protocol. If y'all haven't heard that, go check that out, man. It's a jewel. But this new album following up really sets the tone, I feel like, you know, about who I am and who I've been and who, what I've been doing for over the years. Even just being an art, you know, just a human being, just a human being amongst the culture, you know, allowing myself to have a voice. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot got to be said about a dude that came from nothing. Right. A lot got to be said. Mm-hmm. Right. No, these are facts. These are facts. And a lot got to get, you know, when you never had nothing, you made something out of it, you know, either people going to respect <laughs> you for it or they going to deny or they going to try to, you know, put your category in a not special category. I'm in a special category. Right. I'm in a, I, I, I'm in the top 10%. Believe it. I just made it out of that Wu-Tang 10,000 wolves with young wolves. I don't know how many wolves. 10,000, but I made it the first finalist. And I felt like, I, I felt like, you know, that's proven that I'm still worthy of being able to be heard in any era now, then, whenever. Mm-hmm. And that's Wu-Tang, Kosan. Right. That's like a, a, a interesting point, right? Because there's this idea that you're too old to do things in life, or you should stop at a certain age to go pursue whatever maturity is in people's minds. And like, the idea that in this world of music, and especially with writing, it's like, the more you do it, the better you get. And that you can go into a competition with, if you heard that 10,000 people, and he's the first person, like they did this this contest, you rapped over the beat, or however it worked, and then they announced on, on the radio, this man's name came first, when they put their compilation together, his verse came first. This is 10,000 people, and he was the front runner. And front that's, runner I think my wife, I think my wife, just, uh, Angela Young, like, Angela basically put the battery in my back to do it. I didn't have no idea of the contest. I, you know, I, I, I you know, I did it. You know, the the shop and my my skill set, the shop on my toolbox, really, right. not not to go against. You just um, sharpening your tools. You yeah, to see what really would focusing happen. Focusing on on the on the end goal as much as you were really just focusing on your tools. And yeah, I was, yeah, I, I just wanted to, it was an opportunity for me to showcase my tool set, and I felt like you know. You know, as long as you you know you practice on your tools, you know, make sure you 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 know what I mean like you work on everything. You work on your punchlines. You work on your um, you know your metaphors. You work on your, your you know your cadence. Everything you you know, it's so many things to work on and, and be a master about you know delivering lyrics. And I I just you know been through freestyle era. I know how to go off the dome and know how to you know take it there. So it was just like. Let me allow, I, let me study what they on, and then let me let me put myself in, in, in the right position with these gods. I don't want to disrespect nothing they do, and that's what it's about. 
You know, I felt like not it was not a competition, but the toolbox got to get sharpened every day. You got to sharpen it every day. I don't care who out. I don't care how dope you think you are. Always go back and say, yo, I could do this better, or I could do that better, or I could do that better. It, it's just you the only competition, not no other person in this game. You're your only competition. So I feel like I got to make myself better at all stats of the level. Knowing that I can handle certain things without even thinking about it. It's a muscle memory at a certain point. Like an NBA player. Right. You know what I mean? I I know what they're going through before, I, before you know, the, the defense comes. I know w- right. what move to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. I already trained very well. Mm-hmm. Trained to, to expect the, the unexpected. Right. And I think it's important to practice every day. There's this DJ in Montreal, DJ Blasters. Uh... He's like 50 now, and he's like, it took him his whole career to get to this place where he's finally making the bank, and he's finally getting the shine and shit. And the one thing that he really, he said two yeah. things that stuck with me. One was get out your city, but the other thing that really stuck with me is that he practices an hour every day, no matter what, just making sure he spins by himself to nobody else, just practicing an hour every day. And this is like, there's 10, no better hip-hop hours. DJ in Montreal right Anything you practice over 10,000 hours, you become a master at it. Right. You know, but there's different angles to everything. You know, you master the angles of, you know, the mind and the physical, and you can do a lot of great things. It's like being a superhero mm. when you get to a level of excellence. And you know, whenever, whenever you do something, it's going to resonate. You know what I mean? Automatically because, right. of it, because of your stature and who you are and how you, you know, enter any situation or anything, whether it's a negative or it's a positive, you're going to come out the winner. Right. Because your mentality. You know what I mean? And you got to be able to understand, like, you know, to resonate with the world that's outside of you in order to know where you f- where your world fits in. Because at the end of the day, this industry is only meant for, you know, those that's going to uphold that stature of a musician. Or those people that are, like, now it's different. Like, you have content creators. You have people that are perceptionists. And they feel they have this perception of reality of who they want to be. And they're selling that. But that's not who they really are. Mm. So we all dealing with a lot of perception. Or you know, perspectives. 10 years, 20 years later, is that the same person you're going to be? Right. Being that you're just young, getting millions... Who are you gonna be 10, 20 years later? That same guy? Yeah, if you don't if you don't grow in life, then you know what I mean? You staying stagnant and you not that's not something to be proud of. Yeah, it's things, it's different levels of travel. And I feel like musically, I, I've been able to withstand the storm of this industry. Cause I found ways to hit hit that frequency. If you look on this year's playlist. On Shade 4 5, Static Selector, Rap is Out of Control. I've been number one a lot of times <clears throat> this year alone. And I don't have no major label backing. Yeah, I don't got none of that. That's just the people. That's genuine people. I know what the DJs want to play. And I know what the people want, regardless <clears throat> of the label situations. That's what I'm saying. Right. My sound is exclusive. I know what I got beyond just going to a producer and trying to do an album with this producer. When they come to Aguilar, you getting actual authenticity. I'm actually tailor making shit for different people. 
Right. In so order like, for me to be that designer, you know, I, I it, 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 you know, you know, everybody like that's why Griselda's, you know, I salute to them. They win it because they designing their whole brand, and you got to design this shit. You just can't just come out. You got to design the the brand like Wu Tang brand. Michelle does like a Wu Tang brand now because they actually got the logo and all that, and they got it on shirts now. And you know they follow that same blueprint. It's blueprints to follow in this right. game. And if you you can choose a couple, there's a couple of blueprints to follow. Yeah, there's there's a few. Yeah, so you there's, know, there's almost uh, there's almost like at least two blueprints per like yeah per what you want to do. Yeah, it's blueprints. No what you want to do. Shit. New age country rock rap, and there's gonna be two examples that exist out there. So let's those, let's get to people. this next song. All right, let's yeah. Do it. So this next song is called Honorable. Right. It's produced by multi platinum producer Charlemagne, who produced Jay Z. Oh, I already know who Charlemagne. Yeah, he, 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 nah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Charlemagne. He produced, he produced Mary J. Blige, uh, uh, Talib Kweli, um, a lot of a lot of other people. Um, I don't have all his uh, you know, accolades and stuff, but he's quite a few main, main, major artists. Right. So he did this for me. And this is called Honorable. This is number two right now, today, on Rappers Out of Control, Shade 4 or 5. You know? So, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been number one a lot, but this is number two. So it's cool. It's like being number one. <laughs> well, actually, not, but.
All I hate are racing, we just leave it behind us Niggas know this shit is dope, you gotta rewind us I know y'all going through some shit With an eye for a homie, you made me your own chick Maybe even a stitch, while you deep in the trench Be honorable, I'm loyal to my clique, propane, nigga Changes. That changes. Straight like that, yo, yeah, 
Some cats know for doing too extra Trying to drive themselves crazy just like a Tesla Before the refs made the call, you should've known better Don't be another Ryan and don't be another Hector Yeah, you with the Hecklers, while we sipping nectar It's fucked up when your own kind got checked I'm amazed at you niggas, you acting disrespectful They make bigger guns than people, you are not that special Let's talk lead, now. Nah, we ain't talking rapid pistols Family all at the wait, now they acting regretful I'm from the real, never ran, you niggas forgetful Ain't trying to stress you when you out here being successful A lot of ops, yeah, y'all got scores to settle Whatever the case, I hope that the God will bless you Allah made the path, and I'm not resentful I don't see no one with this kind of potential Straight like that, straight like that, nigga Straight like that. I'm straight like that, you heard me? You straight like that. Oh God, I'm straight like that. Let's talk about it. I'm straight like that. Nigga, I'm straight like that. Yeah, y'all never really liked us Puerto Ricans. Caught the charge, beat the case, I walked out the precinct Hated spectating all the way from the bleachers I think it's all about rap, but this is going deeper Yo, you can get murked over a pair of sneakers I'd rather rob a whack artist for a corny feature Yeah, them bars don't hit when it's coming out the speakers Going off like your voice is really the Nina I'm out here with the Grim Reapers, it's big heaters And it could be a rap for you just like a fajita But we're in New York City cause it's all for the meters, three time fellow repeaters with the part in the season. Yeah, you trying to ball with the big leaguers. You was thirsty for the bag, but you was too eager. You need the knowledge? I'm a brain feeder. I'm just going for mine, I'm not a mind reader. Same shit you was just talking about. Straight like that. Nigga, we straight over here, you heard? Straight like that. Straight like that. Yeah. Straight like that. Yeah. Straight like that. Niggas. 
and we chopping the head off of the snake niggas. Put the game under pressure, it's no mistake now. My niggas go in, street controlling. They heat holding, plus they piss smoking. Yo, we high rolling, yo, we never folding. Nah, the whip coasting, going slow motion. This for the soldiers and money getters. Yeah, man up, boss up, we gon' handle business. Propane campaign, just bear witness. What the game needed? Some real niggas. <laughs> And it push me hundred dollar bills, yo I take rip money as long as the shit is real If this don't get it poppin', homie, then my needle will Yo, have your top off, spinning like a Ferris wheel Up in Coney Island, see my homies wildin' And why you funny stylin'? I keep the money piling. Yeah, don't prepare me to none of these rappers Cause the fact is, you dudes is hustling backwards uh, I'm a master, the formula, the recipe Niggas can't touch the flow, I'm like leprosy Nothing but jealousy since I turned celebrity A lot of this dough will get you a whole lot of enemies Move with the weaponry, heavy artillery Lyrically I'm still a Sam, going on a killer spree I'll pop off, now fam, it's a conspiracy You don't want none of me, I'ma murder this in the street Back, my niggas go in Everything Take back to Montreal and let them know that ball work is still mean. I'm here, new album out, 
www.agalawmusic.com on these dudes. You already know we here just independently doing what we got to do, man, to um, survive. And so, we, got, we, 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 we trying to thrive, eating off, eating off uh, perfect places is more of the mm-hmm. term that we be about. Eating off good plates, not 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 skimpy plates. We want them good plates, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I'm skinny, but I eat like a heavy dude. Right. Same no. way. I just got a big adrenaline. I just work that shit off. I try. <laughs> but yeah, we here, man. We, Yo. Like, I play another joint. Like, Thank- I think I got a few more. That's like three more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, oh yeah. This is Alchemist featuring the Alchemist. All right. This is called Receipts. All right. Now, listen to what Alchemist say. He's going to tell you who I am. You're not afraid. Yo, this my beat, nigga, and it sounds disgusting. Producers, I don't trust them. I got my own production. Making these records, bro, it's more than touching buttons. They say they played that over, bro, they straight front. I see you bitching. My drugs is harder, my program is way different Legendary Porter Rock, I'm not a Spanish nigga I'm not an average nigga, nah, I can't stand you niggas I produce some big brother, big daddy team Honest already know it wouldn't be in last days I was bringing an NPC right on stage When Christian Club was doing the same thing for Dr. Dre I inspired Alchemist the way he lays the drums No disrespect, but a lot of y'all all my sons Don't need to bring the guns, cause I'm Basically, me and Alchemist met through group home at a session one time, and we befriended each other, you know, because I was on the group home project. Right. Where you was on group homes? Yes. Second album called Tear for the Ghetto, I produced on that album. I'm on that album, featured on that album. Word. So, Alchemist produced on that album, and I met him on, through the sessions, and... Al, me and Al just clicked, and basically, you know, we became brothers at that time, and basically, uh, he lived in Manhattan, and I would be going record shopping with him a lot. He called me, he was like, yo, let's go record shopping for samples and shit like that, so we would do that, and that wound up to a big friendship with Al. Al seen a lot of my skills of what I did on the NPC. Al wasn't much of an NPC head, he was an ASR head. When he met me, then he got an MP because he spilled soda on mine. 
and we had to get new MPs since we was out in Miami. And we was like, uh, in the hotel room, we left soda on the table and all my discs and all my MP got ruined because we left soda out and the wind blew that shit. And we had to go get new MPs. So either way, like Al um, and I <laughs> went through a lot as far as buddies, producers and shit. And we've been around each other a long time. And we got a project out called uh, Past and Present. I don't know if a lot of people heard it. But it's my production and his production. I'm doing most of the rapping. He rapping on it with me. Um, but Al, I salute Al because he was able to get four Grammys. I don't have four Grammys, but you know, knowing that Al was able to learn something and not forget me and give me my props and give me, you know, my recognition and knowing that I helped inspire um We Gonna Make It, which is the top fifteen hip hop song of all time. Yeah. Um, and y'all hear that evidence right here the way he put the shakers and we gonna make it at the end of my verse he says that um he got that learning from me how to you know do your own shakers and you know and stuff like that That's and crazy. he um didn't forget me so shout to the alchemist and alchemist. I, you know that's probably one of um you know something that i really you know i work with a lot of dudes in this industry they don't remember you know and um i um Respect him for not forgetting. Right. Shout out to him. And it's, and it's cool how much love you give to all the different people. You know, like this whole conversation we've had has basically been you, you know, pointing out the people who have been influences and positive forces on your life along the way as well. So you didn't forget these same people. And, you know, props to you for that as well. Facts. Facts. It's all love, receive, return. You know, but um, we here, man. We still here. Play some uh another joint off the new album. Um, and I think like you know, just being where I'm at as a producer and as an artist now in this day and time, you know, is to make sure that people understand that we help pave the way not only for the culture but for many other things as well. Um, um, many uh charities, many you know kids in poverty. All this went to help families of people in need. Everything that I do helps somebody in need or help somebody that needs, you know, especially the youth, um, foster care children as well, because I'm a foster care kid. So I just feel like being that, coming out of that situation, group homes and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, Scarlett is one as well. She's popping off right now, mm -hmm. so salute to her. Scarlett. Um, you know, these are inspirational stories that I feel like will carry on the culture for the times to come. And, you know, we here, um, to, to, to keep it, keep it rolling. This next record is, uh, featuring, um, Recognize Ali, dope underground hip hop artist on the rise right now. Got dope albums out. Wish oh. me alive. Allah forgives. Allah forgives. Have a good rest, you might need to sleep with your pistol It was blurry back then, now I'm seeing it crystal They wanted all the smoke like they were showing me signals You on that double type of time, I can see it within you You know what I've been through, it's never no smile on the menu I don't care who you are, I'm trying to outlive you I'm just an industry puppet, I'm trying to outspit you And where the fuck was y'all at when I ain't have a nickel Shout to all who looked out, I will never forget you Yo, it's 
there's, there's an edge, right? Like this, this has like a, like that feel like like closing out, you know, closing shit up. You know what I mean? Like
that like a saxophone or guitar? That's a guitar, the wailing, the wailing. Guitar, yeah, guitar. Ooh. I got a string bending. Lead, a lead guitar. Oh, now I hear it. Woo! That track was amazing. I really like that. That's like, that um, was... it brings you to, like, like the whole, like, live instrument feel. Like, it just brings you to, like, a more, like, I don't know. Close it out with the coldness of the courtroom. You can almost picture it all live, like, like finale-wise, like, this whole, like, stage set. Like, I don't know. Sometimes yeah, I don't shit like that. Right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta dress it. Like, when I've been around Dr. Dre, everything, that whole chronic tour was all staged, the big... Smoking skull, you know when I was on that tour, and I first met Snoop and them. You know before they became big, big superstars, they were just on the you know the brink of superstardom when I met them, and I got on that uh, Chronic tour with Run DMC. But learned a lot from being around those dudes because they was into the business of it, actual business of it, not just putting out music but doing big concerts, getting that big production, that big. Big pyrotechnic flames up, right, popping right, out, right. shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, all yeah, entertainment. You want it? You want You want people to know that? Yeah, I'm worth pyrotechnic energy. I'm pyrotechnic energy. You want? You want? You want? You want at least? You want at when least I put one, one of my, trailer. Look, 
You want at least yeah. one trailer's worth of like stage hands yeah, you don't and, want and stage equipment at you like, and shit. Well, um, I'm just up here to grab a microphone and just rap. I want pyrotechnics behind this music. I need motherfuckers yeah. dancing. I need shit. Oh, I need my shit to be a show. But it is it is a visual for you. But if you don't have the budget, I create a visual in your mind. That's that's the greatness about music. You don't need the budget. You create the vision in the mind, and then anything will follow. Fair. True fact. Create the vision in the mind, motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers will follow. You know, then you create that shit in your, and you, that's what I'm saying. Like, the biggest budget I've ever had was probably $750,000 budget. And I had to share that shit with two other people. I ain't gonna say their name, but at the end of the day, like it was from Virgin Records. Thing is, like, when you got ideas and you in a pot with other people, like, it gets complicated. Like, right. being in groups are complicated. Like, I stopped being in groups. Like, I tried to do the group thing. You know, you try to get in that, and then mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta deal with people. It's hard. To, nah, it's hard to make a. It's hard to make any group of people. It's hard to move. You know, all together, it's all hard at to once. Move. It's very hard. Like literally. Uh, Literally, um, uh, a group is like getting uh, tied to a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like having your legs tied to a bunch of other people. So now you got to move together. And to move together, like, you got nah, to you gotta end have up, a lot of trust. You got to have a lot of trust. But really what's going to end up happening is y'all going to fall on your face a bunch of times. First, yeah, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's like, the thing. You want to be able to, you know, like I watched that Wu-Tang series and shout out to the Wu-Tang, you know. I just feel like it's a good blueprint to follow for crews. So you know what not to do, because they made a lot of mistakes to get the way they had to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you watch those series, whatever you want to believe out of the, the series, there's something there for you to learn from. And I feel right. like, as you know, I would watch that if I was a lot of young artists now. I would watch the Wu-Tang Saga continue series on, Netflix, on Hulu. But, you know, either way... My thing is, is that I think it's on Disney Plus in Canada. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> Disney Plus in Canada. Yeah, it's all the same. That's so why they have the. Three. I would watch it to learn from these experiences. If you're trying to do your own crew, if you're trying to get people together, you gotta have some organization. And where that's gonna come from if you're not teaching it or if you're not absorbing mm. it from any other source. So I would definitely highly suggest that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and you know, some things happen different for everybody. You know, in this industry, you know, but you know, but if you do something in this game, there's other people that do certain things for hype. People do things for fame, clout. I do things for longevity. Love that. That's a great way to put it. I agree. I think that Wu Tang show is a super interesting behind the scenes lens. Everyone needs to know it's Riz's perspective because I believe it's his and there are nine sides to that story. At least, no, probably at least 12 if you include Power and Divine and all them. So like... Yeah, like when I first met Rizza, um, it was at Chunk King Studios in like 1994 when I was recording the... Early. When I was recording the album for East West Electra, uh, Wrap Your Lips Around This. One day he forgot his records, and I had my crate. And then he's like, "Yo, I left my records, man. Can I hold your crate?" I just gave it to him, no questions asked. I was like, "Yo, go do your thing." And he made uh, all I need. That's crazy. So it was like, you know, resident, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he know, like 
I'm a good-hearted individual. Like, I always try to be a good hard dude when I see people in need. That was when I was younger. Now I'm, like, a little colder now. But either way, like, I just got to be able to make the world understand that I am one of the most important pieces in hip-hop. Not then, not now, but forever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a forever... As long as I'm alive, and I got, like, a lot of music so people can go always back... He won't probably hear no post-humans albums from me because I got a lot of music unreleased already. So it's not it. I'll make sure I have albums that I put together myself before I pass away. Right. That mm-hmm. way, nobody will try to do no dumb shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know. But either way, you know, I, I, I'm I'm grateful for the the journey that I've been able to you know accomplish, and I got more to I still got more to do. I don't know how much more, but nah, you got you got. It. A lifetime's worth left still. Worth. And, you know, I mean, to be realistic, you know, the times are changing. And, you know, we, you know, either change with the times or don't let the times change you. Right. You know, so it's like basically, you know, still cooking, still, you know, doing what I love. And buying vinyl and coming back home and chopping samples and right. writing rhymes and lighting up gas and... <laughs> Eating up good food, steak, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I just want to live a good life. You know, you want to live a good life. You don't want right. to backtrack and be like, damn, I did all this for nothing. You right. know what I'm saying? Big facts. Yeah, I think huh? that's the lesson to be learned here. Facts. I appreciate, like, this conversation. Like, your insights are, like, I mean, I met you once at a bar. And I didn't really know who you were at all. And they were like, you know who you were just talking to? And I was like. No, sir, I don't know who I was just talking to. Then I looked you up, but even then, it's the internet, so it's not easy to find things. I joke with people a lot. Don't take it serious. That's how, you know, like, it's just, you know, yeah, when I meet certain people, you know, know, in this day and time, you got to remind people who you are. You You have to remind people you have because people will easily forget you in this matrix. And, you know, with so much we live, you know, in. Presidented times where we don't know what's going to happen. Take care of your health. Take care of your mind. Take care of the, your intellectual property. Make sure people understand Facts. who are you. Don't need the internet. Me, you can if you meet me, you understand totally the vision. You you, you right. know you get the yeah a full a full preview of who I am as an individual as a human being, not just as an artist as a producer, but as somebody that carries. Morals, somebody that you know believes in, you know, um, I don't believe in violence, but I believe in self defense. Right. At the end of the day, and I believe in standing up for something, or you stand for nothing. And I stand for a lot. My story is deep. It really is, though. Like the level of casualness you are name dropping things is really like there's there's not much more, and this is just the stuff you're talking about right now. So it's like. I don't know, you didn't even talk about touring and a bunch of other stuff, which is, like, entire... Uh, I'm not trying to, like, elongate this. I'm just saying, like, just to give you an example of how much more there is that this guy has seen, like, he yeah. he casually dropped the Chronic tour. Like, what? Yeah. Like, do you guys understand that tour? Like, yeah, that thanks. album? Like, right. how big that... So, it's like, this interview to me is just full of those moments, but, like, that you... Two seconds later, we're just saying something else equally as profound while giving us all proper marketing game on how to be indie artists, which is really a blessing. Yeah. 
because not a lot of there are a lot of gatekeepers of knowledge. You know, that, that's my life. At the end of the day, why do a lot of these dudes, industry dudes, keep the knowledge and don't want to share it? Facts. But the it's fact just, that that's the gracious problem. to that's give it problem. to us, though. That's the problem. A lot of people don't want to share the knowledge mm -hmm. to the artists that they, they, they feel because they feel threatened. Yeah. I don't feel threatened to yeah. share the knowledge. If you blow up with something I was able to do, that make me feel even more better you, because Ella, you, you actually... Because it proves that proves your theory's right. There you go. Proves, proves but, what you say But correct. I don't know why people scared of that. I mean, I don't people, people they feel are, like they 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 put battery in the backs for nothing, but actually it don't because at the end of the day, you know, it come back to you later on in life. The blessings come back. It's a blessing, you know. Right. A lot of people yeah. don't understand the blessings sometimes in the game that yeah. they get, you know. And I feel like we miss out, right, because of that. Yeah. So you know, um, but lesson learned, you know what I mean? Like it's like college. We 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 learn from it and we get better. You know what I mean? We get better, you know, and, and I hope that these young artists do stop killing each other, stop doing things out of emotional value and, and start understanding what, you know, they possess and, and, and knowing how to move and thinking right, thinking straight. Mental health is also important out here, too. So you got to think straight. You know, you got to understand the focus. Focus right. on the goal. Nothing else. Focus on the goal. Don't that's focus nice. on nothing else. Be positive and focus on that goal because that's what's going to lead you out of here. And right. working on yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Yeah. I Pre right. We appreciate you for being so yeah. kind with your time. No doubt. Because I Pleasure. know that you're a busy man. I know that you got a lot cooking. I know that you got a lot to be doing. So we appreciate you being so... Uh, considerate with your time, kind and giving with your time. Thank, Thank you for being kind and giving with your story. Thank you. Thank you know what I mean? Thank you for being for for giving for being kind and giving with the with the jewels that you drop for right people. On. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully the people that are like watching at home, um, I hope that they get the jewels that you were giving. Oh know? yeah, no, it's a pleasure. So, it's a it's a pleasure to um shout out the um perspective podcast. Y'all definitely did y'all thing, big ox. Um, you know, the family propane campaign, the whole, the whole, all the fans out there, please go get that new album, The Art of Being Cold, available on my website, www.agalawmusic.com, and follow me on Instagram, Agalaw Music, Twitter, Agalaw to Dawn. You already know, we doing this up, man. Propane for life, and um, big up to y'all. You already know, more coming soon. Art of Being Cold, Agalaw to Dawn Bishop, big up Canada, Montreal, one love. And thank you all for watching, people watching this. Um, we appreciate you because without you, you know, it's just us in the room talking, which is right. lovely, but you make it a show, and that's really a blessing. So also, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good right. stuff you're supposed to do on YouTube and whatnot. Make sure to check the links in the description where you can easily click on all the stuff he just said. And go buy his stuff, get the album. I'm sure there's merch and things around. Go get that too. Let's yes. not just leave it at a one little purchase. Word. Make it a multi-item purchase is what I'm trying we, to say. Yes, we will have we will have a, a, a new merch as well. They can go get that on the website, www.agalawmusic.com. There will be uh, packages up there in the next week. Let's so yeah, go. go check the site. There's a lot on the site. Uh, campaign Life Blog. Go check that out. Um, a lot of new up-and-coming stuff access going on. Access to your new artists? Yeah, access to my new artists. Things going on, tours, uh, news, all right, kinds of stuff right. on there you can check out. So go to the website. It's dope. Facts. Just came out like two months ago. So 
Go show support, y'all. Love. Work. And then if you want to show support to us, patreon.com slash perspectives as spelled in the right. below wherever you're watching this. We totally appreciate that. You can get the granddaddy deal and come get a guided tour of New York City with you, man. Liddy Lo- Bro Flacco. This guy Liddy. knows all Liddy the food Brothers. spots. Trust, you, know, you want a New Yorker to show you around New York is all I'm trying to say. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, we appreciate you watching this. Those of you who stuck it out this long, real troopers out there, live long and prosper everyone. Peace. The perspective. Say hi, Holden. Hi, Holden. Welcome back to another episode of the Perspectives Podcast. Slitty Podcast. Slitty Podcast. Podcast. Slitty. Say hi, Holden. Hi, Holden. Say hi, Holden. Salutations, everybody. Perspective. Say hi, Holden. Hi, Holden. Slitty.